Gateway Grizzlies Baseball on the Grizzlies Media Network is brought to you by Budweiser, GCS Credit Union, U.S. Bank, and Pepsi. Now let's send it to the ballpark. Here's Nate Gatter. From GCS Credit Union Ballpark in Soge, Illinois, Gateway Grizzlies baseball is on the air. This Wednesday evening, the Grizzlies take on the Schaumburg Boomers in game two of a three-game series and six-game homestand. Nate Gatter with you, welcoming you to the Budweiser pregame show on the Grizzlies Media Network. So glad you could join us early ahead of our 635 Central Time first pitch this evening. Pre-game show, as always, brought to you by Budweiser. Whenever legendary baseball moments happen, Budweiser will be there. This Bud's for you. The Grizzlies are coming off a third straight defeat. 7-2 loss yesterday in the opener of their series against Schaumburg. The Grizzlies were out hit 11-6, and they conceded four Boomers home runs, even though Schaumburg for the year has hit, even counting those four, only 51 home runs across its first 85 games. The Boomers have had the second-fewest second big flies across the entire Frontier League this year, but... They hit four in game one of their series after the Grizzlies took a 2-1 lead at the bottom of the fourth on an Andrew Daniel two-run shot. The Boomers answered with four in the fifth, one more in the sixth, and a final run in the eighth for a 7-2 victory. Schaumburg avoided a three-game losing streak, now comes in with a 42-43 record, four games back in second place in the East Division. The Grizzlies, meanwhile, are 33-52. They have lost three straight in five of their last six. They are 17 games back in fifth place in the West. Right-hander Chris Carden will go to the mound for the Grizzlies tonight against left-hander Aaron Rosick for Schaumburg, both with sub-4 earned run averages. Rosick down in the 3.2s, Carden in the 3.7s. He has a 7-3 record for the Grizzlies, and although he had a rough outing last week at Lake Erie at his last start, he has been the Grizzlies' most reliable starting pitcher all season long, most consistent certainly, and had uh, been on a really fine run of form over his last couple of months. That was uh, really only his second true dud start of the year and the first one he's had since early June. He had had other games without his best stuff, but he had been able to battle and uh, still put forward good results in the end in terms of just runs allowed and uh, certainly earn runs. And we'll talk more about that as the game goes on. But he has been fantastic at home this season, a much better pitcher at home than on the road. We'll talk more about that as well as we go forward tonight. Let's go to our Husky Trailways out-of-town scoreboard and start with the Frontier Lake standings in their entirety. In the East Division, Lake Erie leads the way at 46-39. and 39. Schaumburg follows in second place, four games behind. The Boomers very nearly pulled themselves within three games yesterday. They made up half a game because they won, and Lake Erie lost once and won once against Windy City. The second game, the Thunderbolts had the lead, one to nothing in the bottom of the sixth of a seven-inning game, but still ended up losing in the end three to two, Windy City did. And uh, so the Boomers have to settle for a four-game deficit rather than three. Joliet is seven and a half games back in third place. Windy City trails by nine and a half games in fourth. Washington back 12 and a half at the bottom of the East Division in fifth place. Meanwhile, in the West, Evansville leads the way at 50 and 35 after the win yesterday. Florence was idle, so the Freedom are now a half game back in second place. River City trails by a game in third. And Southern Illinois kicking itself after a missed opportunity. Now in fourth place, three games behind with Gateway at the bottom, 17 back in fifth place in the West. Southern Illinois had a one-run lead going to the top of the ninth inning at home against Evansville and walked four batters in a row to allow the game to become tied, and the Otters in the end scored three runs at the top of the ninth on only one hit and won the ball game 6-4 to four at Rent One Park in Marion. So instead of four teams separated by one game and Southern Illinois being a half game out of the second wild card spot, the Miners are now three back of the division lead and two behind River City for the 
second and final Frontier Lake wildcard spot. As the standings are at the moment, Evansville would be the number one seed, Lake Erie number two, Florence number three, and River City number four. Southern Illinois and Schaumburg would be on the outside looking in, as two, of course, would be the other four teams in the league who have been eliminated now for some time, if not mathematically, certainly in uh, their hearts and minds. The Grizzlies are mathematically out of the race. On our Husky Trailways out-of-town scoreboard for tonight's scores, we have three games already underway out of the six total of the Frontier League slate. River City is up at home 3-0 in the bottom of the fifth inning over Joliet. That's the first game of a doubleheader at Car Shield Field. The Rascals, if uh, they were to win that game, would move into a tie with Florence for second place while the evening's later games go on. And the Freedom Trail at home 1-0 in the fourth inning against Washington. So potentially... River City with a couple of wins tonight at a Florence or an Evansville loss at Southern Illinois, a game that is going to get underway here in just about 10 minutes. The Rascals could jump from third place into first in the West tonight if things break their way. So they're up 3-0 in the fifth over Joliet at home. Washington up 1-0 on the road in Florence in the fourth. Lake Erie leads 1-0 at home over Windy City in the third. Boomers at Grizzlies getting ready here to play in about 10 minutes. Same thing with the Otters at the Miners. Joliet at River City will have a second game of that doubleheader. Coming, on, uh, coming up later tonight at Carshield Field in O'Fallon, it is scheduled tentatively for 8.05 p.m. Central Time, and it appears a very safe bet with that game already in the fifth inning, game one, that uh, barring extra innings, those two teams will probably be able to start on time at 8.05 if that is, in fact, their intention. On the road, the Grizzlies trust Husky Trailways. You can, too, at huskybus.com. We'll have the U.S. Bank starting lineups and more coming up after this when we return and get you closer to first pitch between the Grizzlies and the Schaumburg Boomers. Game two of a three-game series. And you'll want to stay with us before an excellent pitching matchup tonight. Carden for Gateway against Rosick for Schaumburg. All of that coming up. U.S. Bank starting lineups after the break when we continue on the Grizzlies Media Network. A Budweiser, a burger, and Thomas Ray. When you wake up in a different city every day, there's a comfort in being able to count on something familiar. And for me, that's a Budweiser and a burger. Los Angeles, Chicago, El Paso, big or small, loud or quiet, a Bud and a burger remind me who I am and to keep doing my thing. They take me back home. The best way to get my friends and family over to my house is to tell them that I'm about to grill some burgers and drink some Bud. Nothing fancy, nothing forced, no lights, no noise, no backstage pass required. That's a Budweiser and a burger. Cheers. This Bud's for you. Enjoy responsible. Budweiser beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. The Grizzlies Baseball Academy at GCS. Nick Gatter back with you as the Budweiser pregame show continues here from the east side of the Mississippi River. I want to remind you that the pregame show, as always, is presented by Budweiser. To the friends you can always count on, Bud Light, famous among friends. The Grizzlies come in at 33-52. and 52. They have lost three games in a row, and they are in fifth place in the West Division, 17 games back of first place Evansville. Meanwhile, the Boomers at 42-43, and 43, four games back in second place in the East. Grizzlies 13th-year manager Phil Warren and Boomers manager Jamie Bennett are meeting with our umpiring tandem tonight. Chris Dykeman will be behind the plate calling the balls and strikes. Drew Ashcraft, yesterday's home plate umpire, will join Mr. Dykeman on the base pass. Phil Warren still sitting on 599 managerial victories in his 13 seasons as the Grizzlies skipper looking for number 600 again tonight has been denied the last three games. So let's go to our U.S. Bank starting lineup. First for the visiting Boomers. 
who uh, come in with a batting average of 245, sixth in the league, 51 home runs to rank second to last. Luis Roman, the former Grizzly, who had four hits and a home run for the first time in the Frontier League last night, leads off again at third base. He'll be followed by Clint Hardy in right field and Jack Parenti, who drops down about third in left. Quincy Nee Porti, the Frontier League's leading hitter, is back into the lineup as the cleanup man at the DH. He served a one-game suspension yesterday for a post-game uh, ejection from last week. Matt Rose is at first base batting fifth. Nick Odo is the catcher. He'll hit sixth. Jimmy Galuski at shortstop. He'll be batting seventh, followed by Connor Oliver, who has been mired in a heck of a slump. He's batting eighth in center field. Alex Post, the number nine batter at second base, with the left-hander Aaron Rosick from Burnsville, Minnesota. On the mound brings in a 5-5 five five record, a 3.21 earned run average. For the Grizzlies, a 240 batting average, eighth in the league, and 58 home runs as a team to rank fifth. Connor Owings leads off as the DH. He's followed by Brent Sakurai at shortstop and Dustin Woodcock batting third in right field. Luke Lowry is the Grizzlies' first baseman. He'll hit cleanup, making his return to the lineup. So a couple of big boppers in the cleanup spots back for both teams. Luke has been absolutely on fire the last month, and uh, he missed yesterday's game after some dehydration symptoms forced him out of Sunday's series finale in Evansville. Sean Dunstan Jr. bats fifth in center field, followed by Wesley Jones at third, hitting sixth. Andrew Daniel homered yesterday, bats seventh at second base. Cletus Avery will be the left fielder, hitting eighth. Zach Taylor rounds out the order, batting ninth. And doing the catching for six foot four, 225-pound right-header Chris Carden, the 25-year-old from Fayetteville, Georgia. Once again for Schaumburg with a 42 and 43 record under manager Jamie Bennett, the winner of three Frontier Lake Championships most recently in 2017. It's Roman at third, Hardy and right, Parenti and left, Niporti the DH, Rose the first baseman, Odo the catcher, Galuski at short, Oliver in center, Polston at second, Rosick the left hand, and Minnesotan on the mound for the Boomers. For Gateway with a 33 and 52 record, having lost three in a row under 13th year manager Phil Warren, again looking for Frontier League career victory number 600. He would become only the second Frontier League skipper ever to reach the 600-win plateau in his career. Owings the DH, Sakurai at short, Woodcock in right, Lowry at first, Dunstan Jr. in center, Jones at third, Daniel at second, Avery in left, Taylor the catcher, and the right-hander Chris Carden on the mound for the Grizzlies here tonight. He has been so fantastic at home this season, and he'll be trying to continue that form as the Grizzlies and the Boomers tangle in game two of a three-game series and a six-game Grizzlies homestand. Tickets for tomorrow or over the weekend or any remaining Grizzlies home game, seven to go after tonight, available at gatewaygrizzlies.com or by calling 618-337-3000. Once again, our starting lineups tonight brought to you by U.S. Bank, the power of possible. We'll step aside for the National Anthem and return with first pitch as the Grizzlies and the Boomers get underway in game two of this three-game set. Coming up next, you've been listening to the Budweiser pregame show. Stay tuned to the Grizzlies Media Network. Budweiser presents an important message about friendship. You and me, we were made for love. A lifetime is not long enough to show you what you mean to me. See you later, buddy. Budweiser knows your friends are counting on you. So, we want you to remember to make a plan to make it home every time you go out. Do whatever it takes to get home safely. Call a friend, arrange for a cab, or designate a driver. Because friends are waiting. Hey, I'm sorry. I decided I shouldn't drive home last night. I stayed at Dave's. I'm back. I'm back. Yeah, I'm back. 
This message is brought to you by your friends at Budweiser. Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. The renovators know where to put a wall, a window, a room. Most importantly, the renovators know what they want, and that's the most admirable skill of all. A home equity line of credit from U.S. Bank could help make your house the home you've always wanted. Visit a U.S. Bank branch, usbank.com slash dreambig, or call 800-209-BANK. U.S. Bank, the power of possible. Some restrictions may apply. Subject to credit approval, mortgage and home equity products offered by U.S. Bank National Association, Equal Housing Lender, member FDIC. You're listening to the Budweiser Pregame Show on the Grizzlies Media Network. Back at GCS Credit Union Ballpark in Sojay, Illinois, just on the east side of the Mississippi River, the shadow of the Gateway Arch, where the Gateway Grizzlies are getting set for their eighth-to-last home game of the season. One more in this series remaining tomorrow, then three of the weekend to go in this homestead. The Grizzlies will be on the road next Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday in Evansville, Indiana, to take on the Otters at Historic Bossy Field to finish out their 2019 road slate, and then back home again in the following weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday prior to Labor Day. Against the Washington Wild Things, that culminates in the greatest night in baseball, September 1st, the day before Labor Day, when uh, we have 27 prizes for 27 outs. Always a very big crowd for that, and uh, TP in the ballpark following the game presented by Dutch Hollow Supplies. Tickets available for that or any remaining Grizzlies home game at gatewaygrizzlies.com or by calling 618-337-3000. That does it for the Budweiser pregame show. Whenever legendary baseball moments happen, Budweiser will be there. This Bud's for you. The Boomers coming up at the top of the first inning. Luis Roman, Clint Hardy, and Jack Parenti. They'll be followed by Quincy D. Porty, Matt Rose, and Nick Odo. Jimmy Galuski, Connor Oliver, and Alex Polston round out the lineup for Schaumburg manager Jamie Bennett. His club comes in with a 42-43 and record, second of the East, four games back. Our first place, Lake Erie, and the Boomers trying to clinch the series with a victory today. The Grizzlies on defense come in with a 973 fielding percentage, second worst in the league. They have Cletus Avery in left, Sean Dunstan Jr. in center, Dustin Woodcock in right. Third to first on the infield, it's Wesley Jones, Brent Sakurai, Andrew Daniel, and Luke Lowry. Zach Taylor does the catching for the 6'4", 225-pound right-hander from Fayetteville, Georgia, Mr. Chris Carden. Turned 25 years old earlier this month. He is 7-3 with a 3.73 run average. It is technically his 17th start. In spirit, really his 16th. Out of the windup, deals to Roman, who swings and fouls the first pitch back for a strike. And we're underway right on time at 635. Second game in a row, we started directly on time. That might be a 2019 Grizzlies record. Roman back of the box, straightaway stance, slight better than ease. Pitch to him. It's a changeup that drifts outside, one ball and one strike. It's 86 degrees and sunny at first pitch. That's brought to you by Serb Pro. If unpredictable weather causes damage to your home, turn to the experts at Serb Pro. Faster to any size disaster. Roman slaps a grounder foul off the left side. It's one ball and two strikes. Luis, the former Grizzly, traded to Schaumburg at the end of last weekend's series. Or I suppose it's two weekends ago now. This is his eighth Schaumburg game, his 40th of his Frontier League season, hitting 271. Pitch to him is lifted down the left field line, slicing toward the corner. This is trouble. It is down a fair ball. One hops against the wall and up and out of play. So Roman in this series is five out of six with a home run and two doubles. 13 doubles this year. Over his first six games as a boomer, he had one extra base hit. Over six at-bats against the Grizzlies, he has three. And that has been the story this year when the Grizzlies welcome in former members of the club, especially to play back in this ballpark, but to play against them no matter what. If 
particular with Jamie Smart, one of the Frontier League's leading hitters, batting better than 300 for Southern Illinois since the Grizzlies traded him. There's a strike on the outside of the righty batter, Clint Hardy. So Ramon starts a second game in a row with a double. He's at second base. Just underway, top of the first, nobody out. Hardy hitting 261. He had his eighth home run of the year last night, 38 batted in. Carden sets at the shoulders, looks to second and fires. Hardy waves and misses at a fastball under his hands. No balls and two strikes. Over 91 and two-thirds innings, Chris has struck out 77. He's walked 40. The league is hitting 227 against him. Had a tough start last Thursday at Lake Erie. Five runs all earned on seven hits over four and two-thirds innings. Two-strike pitch. Hardy takes a slider well down at outside. So one ball and two strikes now on Hardy, who has the black socks pulled up nearly to his knees. Wearing the very small gray pants on him. He barely has any creases before the elastic down to the knees. So they're just very short pants designed to be worn high. Has the orange barrel black handle on his bat, which he holds down over the knob. What a two-pitch. Slider, swing and a miss. Hardy chased it down and outside and strikes out. First K for Carton. One away in the top of the first. All Grizzly strikeouts are brought to you by Julie. The Illinois One Call system. Know what's below. Before you dig, always call Julie at 811 or visit IllinoisOneCall.com. Schaumburg wearing the black jerseys as the Boomers had on yesterday. Orange block S, upper left side of the chest. Orange numbers front and back. The black helmets with orange bills. Here's the lefty batter, Jack Parenti. 300 average, a homer, 27 batted in. Pitch to him. It's a fastball. He grounds softly to third. Jones shuffles to his right, bobbles it, and it dies right in front of him. It'll be an E5 charge to Wesley Jones that allows Parenti to reach it first. Ramon holds it second. Two boomers aboard with one out. For the cleanup man of the Frontier League's leading hitter, Quincy D. Porty, who comes up for the first time in this series. That's the Grizzlies' first error of the set. Schaumburg made a couple yesterday. The Boomers, the only team in the league with a worse fielding percentage than the Grizzlies. So here's Quincy D. Porty, who was ejected for the third time this season last week at Windy City. Right header to right header, here it is. Neporty takes a fastball down and away for a ball. Andy Dudonis tossed him for arguing balls and strikes. It was immediately after the game ended, though. And then Dudonis took a couple of days to file the relevant paperwork. So even though Neporty, after three ejections, would be by rule suspended for three games, that suspension was reduced to one, and he served it yesterday at the series opener. Now the 1-0 pitch. Neporty tops it fouled off the third base side, one ball and one strike. Neporty comes into play tonight, the only qualified frontier leaguer hitting better than 300. And in fact, now after Parenti reached on the error, he's the only Frontier Leaguer even hitting 300 or better. The 40 at 311, nine homers, 50 batted in. 74th Frontier League game of the year for the former Florida State Seminole. Weigels the bat at a powerful open stance back of the box right side. Swings and drives one left field and deep. Back goes Avery to the track, looks up at the wall. It is gone. A three-run E40 homer, his 10th of the year, and it's 3-0 Schaumburg in the top of the first. Told you the Boomers have hit the second fewest home runs of any team in the league. You wouldn't know it if you just tuned in for this series. That's 10 innings of offense for Schaumburg and five home runs this year. Or uh, or in this series, I should say. The, the Boomers only had 47 home runs all season before this series. 47 homers over 84 games. Now five homers over 10 innings in this set. So Roman scores from second, Parenti from first, Deporti from the plate. 
Parenti's run unearned. Pitches a fastball for a strike to Matt Rose. Deporti now has 53 runs batted in for the year. Carden the wind up of the pitch. Fastball ripped at a line over Sakurai and shorted the left center field of the base yet. That is going to bounce all the way to the base of the wall. Rose rounds first and digs for second. He coasts in, barely even jogging by the end. Can stroll into second base with a stand-up one-out double. That's his 16th double of the year and the third Boomer's extra base hit of this first inning. So it's 3-0 Schaumburg already. Still only one out, top of the first, and Matt Rose already threatening in scoring position at second with Nick Odo next to bat, the Boomer's catcher. Odo has a 273 average, five homers and 30 batted in. Carden delivers. It's a one-hopper back to him. He has Rose off second base a bit, and he dives back, but Carden turns and throws out Odo at first, taking the safe bet. So Rose holds it second, and Odo is retired 1-3 to three in the scorebook. Carden, before that tough outing last Thursday at Lake Erie, had put together a really good run of starts. Not counting that would-be started Joliet, which he was credited for even though he never threw a pitch because he was on the starting lineup as the pitcher, but the game was suspended after half an inning, and he never appeared. But technically, he gets the credit. Not counting that, he had quality starts in eight or seven of his last eight outings before that tough start last week at Lake Erie. Pitch to Jimmy Galuski is chopped foul on the left side. And the one start in that stretch in which he didn't have a quality outing, he was one out away from it. Same with the outing right before it. So he was two combined outs away from nine quality starts in a row before his last outing against Lake Erie. The last really poor start he had before that was against these Boomers in Schaumburg all the way back on June 5th. And before that, at River City, the second start of the year, one strike pitch. Galuski takes a slider for strike two of the outside. So Chris has really only had three poor starts in which he didn't give the Grizzlies much of a chance to win. And even in those starts, in particular the Schaumburg one, he was hit around a lot early and then settled down to eat some important innings for the Grizzlies and save the bullpen. 3-0 Schaumburg, top of the first. Rose at second, two down. Two-strike pitch now to Galuski on the way. And he checks his swing on a slider low, but went around. It's smothered by Taylor, who puts the tag on Galuski for Cardin's second strike out of the end of the inning. It's brought to you by Julie, the Illinois one-call system. So the Boomers score three runs, two earned on three hits off for extra bases, a Grizzlies error, and a man left on base. We head to the last half of the first. Schaumburg three, gateway coming up on the Grizzlies media network. Budweiser presents an important message about friendship. You and me, we were made for love. A lifetime is not long enough to show you what you mean to me. Ooh, I'll be waiting here for you when you come home. I'll see you later, buddy. Budweiser knows your friends are counting on you. So, we want you to remember to make a plan to make it home every time you go out. Do whatever it takes to get home safely. Call a friend, arrange for a cab, or designate a driver. Because friends are waiting. Hey, I'm sorry. I decided I shouldn't drive home last night. I stayed at Dave's. I'm back. I'm back. Yeah, I'm back. <laughs> this message is brought to you by your friends at Budweiser. Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. Innovation is growing in the cornfields of America. 
Family corn farmers have planted more than 1.2 million miles of conservation buffer strips to protect the soil, improve water quality in lakes and streams, and create acres and acres of wildlife habitat. So corn farmers aren't planting just corn. They're planting the seeds for future generations to enjoy what Mother Nature has created for all of us. Discover more at cornfarmerscoalition.org. A message from the Illinois Corn Checkoff. This is Jeff Manzo, and you're listening to Gateway Grizzlies Baseball on the Grizzlies Media Network. Three runs for Schaumburg, two earned at the top of the first inning. The Boomers have a three-run advantage as the Grizzlies come up for the first time of the home first with Connor Owings, Brent Sakurai, Dustin Woodcock, then Luke Lowry, Sean Dunstan Jr., and Wesley Jones, Andrew Daniel, and Cletus Avery to be followed by Zach Taylor to finish out the lineup. Presented by U.S. Bank, the power of possible. Now we're facing six foot three, 230 pound left hander Aaron Rosick from Burnsville, Minnesota. He is four days away from his 24th birthday. Works out of the windup for the third base side of the rubber. Left hander against left hander with Connor Owings, the Grizzlies leadoff man in to face him. Here's the pitch. Connor takes high for a ball. Jack Parenti's in left field for the Boomers. Connor Oliver in center, Clint Hardy in right. Third to first on the infield, Roman Galuski, Polston and Rose. Odo catches. 1-0 pitch. Owing swings at a fastball, drives it high and deep right center field. Back goes Oliver, but it is way out of here. Leadoff home run, Connor Owing. Tenth home run of the season. Ties him with Dustin Woodcock for second most on the team. And the Grizzlies are on the board, trailing three to one. That ball was absolutely crushed. Just to the right of center field, landed out near the flagpole beyond the right center field fence. So here now is Brent Sakurai. Grizzlies righty batting Hawaiian shortstop, whose average has slipped to 258. Five home runs, 26 batted in. Rosick pitches. Sakurai swings and fouls it back to the top of the screen. So even though we have a couple of good starting pitchers, we might be in for a slugfest today. A home run for the Boomers in the top of the first. Three-run shot from Quincy D. Porty. Connor Owings answered with a solo homer moments ago to start this last of the first inning. No balls, one strike on sack. Bends at the knees, straightaway stance right side. Swings and misses over a changeup, 0-2. Rosick 5-5 five five with a 3.21 earned run average. 18th appearance for the Boomers. All of them starts. 103 and two-thirds innings. He's throwing about six and a half innings every time he goes out there. The pitch, Sack swings and shoots a ground ball toward the middle, to his right. It's off the backhand stab of Alex Poston in shallow center, and it will be a base hit for Brent Sakurai. Probably would have beaten it even if Poston had gloved it. So Sakurai has a single, and just like that, Dustin Woodcock, who has 10 home runs of his own this year, comes to the plate as the potential tying run with the Grizzlies yet to record an out in the last of the first. Rosick has quality starts in four of his last five outings and seven of his last nine, but the Boomers have lost all three of Rosick's August starts after they won all five of his outings in July. So it's been uh, sort of a turn of the page, not a good one. Left-hander against left-hander. Woodcock hitting just 199, but 10 homers and 22 batted in. He's been excellent at home this year. And he takes low for a ball. 3-1 Schaumburg. Sakurai first, nobody out. Bottom of the first inning. 
That Owings home run was the first Grizzlies hit of the ball game, brought to you by Montclair Animal Hospital. Rosick leans down, then straightens in the set position of the belt. Auto pitch. Woodcock takes a fastball strike. Is your furry friend not feeling well or in need of an annual checkup? Whatever the need, you can bring your pets to Montclair Animal Hospital, where their mission is to give each pet their full attention. Rhodes holds Sakurai at first. Brent does have 21 steals this year, been caught 10 times. Woodcock takes strike two over the outside. Not only was the Owings home run the first hit, but it was also a Grizzlies home run brought to you by Trost Plastics. Family-owned vinyl fencing specialist serving the St. Louis metro area since 1988. Hit it over the fence with Trost Plastics fence and deck specialists. One and two delivery from Rosick on the way. Woodcock takes a breaking ball outside. Added its two balls, two strikes. This Boomer's defense, and it could have been an error on Polston, probably would have had a hard time throwing Sakurai out had it been closer to first base where he was trying to field it, it would have been an error. Certainly when he should have fielded. Two and two pitch. Woodcock takes just off the outside. A fastball very close. And the count is full. Three balls, two strikes. We'll see now if Sakurai is moving from first. Nobody out. Grizzlies down a pair in the first inning. But the Boomers are the only team with a worse fielding percentage than the Grizzlies. They're at 969, bottom of the Frontier League. Rosick sets. The payoff is instead of throw over to first, and Sakurai is back standing up. Left-hander Rosick faced the Grizzlies on June the 4th in Schaumburg. He allowed four runs, two earned over six and a third. No decision in a 9-8 Grizzlies win. Now his payoff, no, another throw to first, and Sakurai back standing again. He also faced the Grizzlies on opening night, August the 10th here in Sojay. He got the win that time, a 5-2 Boomers victory. He allowed just one run over seven innings. And he faced him uh, last year, swinging a foul back a couple of times. He's had middling success. Boomers have won four of Rosick's five lifetime starts against the Grizzlies the last two years, although last season he was a Southern Illinois minor. So I should say Rosick's team has won four of his five. Payoff again. Woodcock grounds it toward the left side and threw a base hit. Sakurai up to second and stops there. Three Grizzlies hits in a row. Two on, nobody out, and Luke Lowry comes up as the potential go-ahead run at the bottom of the first inning. And although the Grizzlies love Woodcock's power, it's almost even better to see him hit an opposite field ground ball single because that's what's been missing from his offensive game is the ability to hit for average as well as the pull side power. So the Grizzlies allowed three runs in the top of the first, but they answered with a leadoff solo homer from Connor Owings in the home half. And now have two on, nobody out. Pitch to Lowry is taken for a strike over the inside of the knees. 3-1 Boomers, but the Grizzlies have the potential tying run at first in Woodcock. Potential go-ahead run at the plate in Lowry. 260 hitter now for the year. Three points behind Cotter Owings for the team lead. 11 home runs to lead the club and 32 batted in. The pitch. Swing and a miss on a changeup low, nothing in two. Luke missed yesterday's game. Drew was pulled from Sunday's finale in Evansville with dehydration symptoms, but even during that game, he was three out of four with a three-run homer. He has been just so hot at the plate the last month. Open stance, better than ease. Back of the box, right side. Rosick sets. 
And a two-strike offering to Lowry on the way. Luke swings and grabs it to second. This is trouble. Poston shovels to second for one. The relay to first from Galuski in time for a double play. Sakurai moves to third, but it's a 4-6-3 twin killing. That puts a dent in the rally the Grizzlies had going and puts pressure now on Sean Dunstan Jr. to come up with a two-out base hit and at least close this deficit down to one. Dunstan was nothing out of four last night with a strikeout of run scored in the series opener. He's hitting now 245. Seven homers and 34 batted in. Left-hander against left-hander. The pitch. Dunstan takes a fastball just off the outside around the belt. One ball to no strikes. Grizzlies making Rosick work a little bit in the early going. 1-0 pitch. Dunstan takes a curve for a strike over the outside, 1-1. One He's at 17 pitches now and generally throws about seven innings to start lately. He's thrown seven plus innings in his last four outings in a row. One and one pitch. Dunstan swings and fouls it back. But even one 20-pitch inning makes going seven a challenge. And his average outing has been well over six innings. The stretch, the one-two pitch, Dunstan takes inside. Two balls, two strikes, so this will be pitch 20 of the inning coming up for Rosing. Boomers three, Grizzlies one, last of the first. Two down, Sakurai at third base. And Rosick, even though he pitches so deep, only averages 89 and a half pitches per start. So this would get him more than 20% of the way to that total. Two and two pitch. Dunstan swings and pops it foul, left side out of play. The Grizzlies can eat up a quarter of those in this first inning. He has only cleared 100 pitches four times this year, although he's done it in each of his last two outings with a season high of 112. Has not been the same pitcher on the road. Two and two pitch. Dunstan swings, shoots a line drive toward the middle. It's through to center field, the base hit. Sakurai comes in to score on an RBI single by Sean Dunstan Jr. And the Grizzlies have cut the deficit to one. 3-2 Schomburg in the first inning. Here comes Wesley Jones, Grizzlies number six batter. That's four Grizzlies hits in this first inning, battling right back, RBI 35 of the year for Dunstan. And that almost took Drew Ashcraft with it into center field, our base umpire. Roddy batter Jones waits on the southpaw Rosick. Here it is. Jones takes a strike over the inside. Jones hitting 407 across his first eight games with the club, no homers and three batted in. Dunstan has that great speed at first, out to a big lead with Rose holding him. The pitch, Jones takes just low, one ball, one strike. But uh, Dunstan hit the line drive to the shortstop side of second base where Ashcraft was positioned. Drew at first made a move like he was going to try to duck under it, realized he wasn't going to be able to do that, and then just kind of fell backward out of the way. In the end, the ball sliced and missed him by a couple of feet. Swinging a drive down the left field line, but this is going to hang up a little too high and in playable territory for Parenti, who slides over. No, it's out of play. So it's short of the fence by 10 or 15 feet, but onto the grassy burn beyond the Boomer's bullpen. So it's one ball and two strikes on Jones. Two outs, Dunson at first. I would think he's going to be moving here. Sean has already set a Grizzly single season record with 32 steals. He's been caught only five times. 
Rosick the stretch. He eyes first. Now the pitch. Jones tried to swing late and just ticked a fastball harmlessly back into Odo's mitt for strike three. But the Grizzlies scored two runs on four hits, including a Connor Owings homer, and a cut into the deficit significantly. We added the second inning, 3-2 Schomburg on the Grizzlies media network. Consider the cup holder. There's probably one feeling empty next to you right now. No refreshing Pepsi and no hope. Look at it. Really, really look. Are you looking? Just look at it, won't you? All across the country, cup holders just like yours are being abused, deprived of Pepsi, forgotten. Instead of a refreshing Pepsi, some of them are being filled with loose change or crumbled up drive through receipts or is that a what of used chewing gum? <sighs> Clean your car. But what if you could help? Both of you or all of you, there's really no way for me to know how many of you are in your car. I hope there's not 10 of you. That would be really unsafe. Get a Pepsi and refresh a cup holder's life. Our cup holders and our thirsts are counting on it. In fact, I'm having a refreshing Pepsi right now. Ah, that is refreshing. <clears throat> Pepsi, refresh yourself. Refill your cup holder. One small change can do a lot of good. That's why U.S. Bank proudly invests in communities like yours. It's also why we're celebrating good deeds being done nationwide. Because the more good we see, the more we're inspired to do the same thing. So help us spread the goodness. Use the hashtag #CommunityPossible to share a story of one good thing you've done recently. Together, we'll turn one small change from all of us into one big impact in our community. U.S. Bank, the power of possible. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Now, back to the ballpark on the Grizzlies Media Network. Schaumburg 3, Gateway 2 as we head to the second inning. Now on the Grizzlies Media Network, Nate Catter back with you from GCS Credit Union Ballpark in Soge. Grizzlies starter Chris Cardinal out a three-run homer to Quincy D. Porty in the top of the first inning. Two of the three runs were earned. Unfortunately for the moment, the Grizzlies error by Wesley Jones that allowed Jack Parenti to reach is the difference. But Carden, as with any starting pitcher after having a, a rough beginning to his outing, has to feel encouraged by the Grizzlies' offense immediately battling back. A couple of runs on four hits, including a Connor Owings leadoff homer. He'll face the lefty batting boomer center fielder Connor Oliver to begin the visitor's second. Carden winds and deals. Oliver takes a fastball strike. Oliver hitting 219, three homers, 26 batted in. He'll be followed by the number nine hitter Alex Polston and then, then the uh, leadoff man, former Grizzly Luis Roman again. One strike pitch. Oliver checks his swing, takes a change up just low. One ball and one strike. Jarring, though, to see uh, Carden struggle at all in this ballpark. He hasn't done much of that this year. One and one pitch. Oliver waves and misses over a breaking ball down and in. He's mired in a horrific slump. Connor Oliver is 0 for his last 33 and 2 for his last 55. That's not very good. Luckily for him and for the Boomers, he plays excellent defense. One-two pitch is a slider low. Two balls, two strikes. Carden this year in nine starts prior to this one at home. Five and one with a 2.59 earned run average. Better than a strikeout per inning. And almost three strikeouts for every walk. Five and a half ERA on the road. Two and two pitch now. Oliver takes low ball three. Nobody on, nobody out. 3-2 Schaumburg to start the visitor's second. Payoff pitch now to Oliver. He takes outside ball four. 
Don't want to walk a guy who hasn't had a hit in a week and a half. But Oliver's aboard, especially a speedy guy, to start an inning with Polston now coming up, the number nine batting second baseman. In fact, at no point this year has Cardin allowed more than three runs in a start at home, so he's already hit his maximum in this ballpark. Polston hitting 183, no homers, 15 batted in. Right-hander to right-hander, here it is. Polston takes a fastball, though, smothered by Taylor, and that's ball one. Oliver, for his speed, though, is a surprisingly poor base runner. Three steals in four attempts. Those steal numbers had generally been higher the past couple of years, but he would get caught an awful lot. Luke Lowry holds him at first base. The second baseman, Daniel, and shortstop, Sakurai, pinch the middle. Double play depth. Oliver has a short lead. Cardin sets at the shoulders at his 1-0 delivery. Polston takes a fastball strike, painted the outside just above the knees, and it's even 1-1. One one. Polston making his first appearance in this series. Starting at second instead of Chase Dawson, who inexplicably hit cleanup yesterday. Went 0-5 for 5 with three strikeouts. Throw to first, Oliver back. Not quite inexplicable. The reason was that Quincy D. Porty was not available to hit cleanup, but why J.B. Bennett, one of the best, if not the best manager in the entire Frontier League, chose to put Dawson there instead of any number of other options is uh, hard exactly to, to reckon. One and one pitch. Polston grounds one toward the left side and through. Slowly hit on a broken bat, but it snuck past Jones at third and Sakurai at short into left field for a single. And just like that, the eight and nine batters for the Boomers have started a rally with a walk and a base hit ahead of Luis Roman, maybe the hottest hitter in the league these last couple of nights in his return now to Soje. So the Grizzlies have a real issue on their hands now. Roman had a double and a run scored leading off at the top of the first. So far in this series against his former club who traded him just a week and a half ago, he is five out of six. Home run, two doubles. He scored four runs in ten innings. Righty to lefty. Here's the pitch. Roman swings at a fastball and fouls it straight back. That was a huge cut. His home run yesterday in the eighth inning, deep one out to right center, and it was his first of the season. But it came back in Soje against the Grizzlies, who dealt him and Thomas Nicole, right-handed reliever, who warmed up yesterday but did not appear, for a player to be named later, which will be announced after the season. One strike offering. Roman takes a slider down and in. One ball and one strike to count. Boomers three, Grizzlies two. Oliver at second, posted at first for Schaumburg. Nobody out at the top of the second inning. Carden ready. And the look to second. Now the pitch. Roman takes a changeup that drifts outside, and the count is two balls and a strike. Dunstan shades Roman slightly toward left center. The pitch, runner breaks from second, it's outside, Taylor's throw to third is in time and Oliver is out. So with the Boomers hottest hitter at the plate and nobody out, Connor Oliver just tried to steal third base. That makes no sense whatsoever, the Grizzlies will take it. He's thrown out two to five. 
It's generally one of those old baseball rules anyway, not to make the first or third out at third base, and the extension of that would be definitely don't do it when the guy at the plate is red hot. Paul said at first he didn't get the memo, or Oliver went on his own, one out, three and one pitch. Ramon takes outside. So Oliver was a pitch away from getting third base for free, and instead he got himself thrown out. Sloppy Boomers baseball, and that's of all the teams in the league who usually don't give away outs like that. You don't expect to see that from Schaumburg. A couple of walks and a single in the first three batters of this inning. Zach Taylor goes out to talk with his right-hander, Carton, before Clint Hardy bats. But luckily for Carton, because of the sloppy base running, still just two on and now one out for Hardy. Hardy struck out his first time. He is two out of six in the series, did drive in four runs, including a three-run homer yesterday. Wide open stance, right side, better than knees. The pitch. He swings at a hanging slider, lines it to short. It's off Sakurai's glove. Skinner's away to short center, and everybody is safe. That's an E6 charge to Brent Sakurai. He started to look for the double play before he secured the catch. That was right at his chance, and it just popped off his glove into shallow center. He retrieved it to keep everybody moving up only 90 feet, but a second Grizzlies error in the first two innings really hurts and gateway pitching coach James Frisbee is out. And I think if he secured that catch, he had Alex Polston probably doubled off at second base. It would have been a question of if Andrew Daniel could have gotten, there over, gotten over there fast enough because Polston didn't have a lot of time to react. So Polston to third, Roman to second, Hardy aboard on an E6. That was a smoked line drive. but still one that Sakurai should have and usually would easily catch. So the Grizzlies have made a couple of errors behind Carden already. They trail three to two with the bases full of Boomers, one out at the top of the second. For the lefty batter, Jack Parenti, who reached on the Grizzlies' first error of the game in the first inning, a Wesley Jones E5, and came in to score. Now the pitch. Parenti takes a fastball strike with the outside of the belt. Quincy D. Porti, the first inning home run hitter, on deck. Grizzlies would rather not see him in this inning. Double play ball would be ideal, although Parenti runs pretty well. The pitch. Swung a foul, golfed off to the left, out of play. No balls and two strikes to count. Carden up to 35 pitches now. 23 strikes and 12 balls for the right-hander from Georgia. Middle infielder is double played up. The first baseman, Lowry, is in. The third baseman, Jones, halfway. He could easily come home, especially on a force play. Two-strike pitch. Parenti takes up and away for a ball. Grizzlies trying to keep the deficit at 3-2. Polson at third, Roman at second, Hardy at first. Outfield a little bit shallow against Parenti. Here it is. He swings at a slider, fouls it off his own foot in the left-hand batter's box. And it's one ball and two strikes still on the diminutive left fielder. Second baseman primarily last year. The Frontier League All-Star moved to left field this season and could be a postseason All-Star. He's hitting 300, coming into play tonight. One of only two Frontier Leaguers who can say that. The other one is on deck. Now there is a significant collection in the upper 290s. 
Still one ball, two strikes. Carden ready and delivers. Parenti takes way outside. A fastball that came out of Carden's hand all wrong, and Taylor had to lunge out to his left just to secure that and keep it from going to the backstop. Good catch by Taylor. Two balls and two strikes. Cardinals the ball behind his back. Glove tucked against the left side of his chest. Hands together at the shoulders. And he fires. Parenti rolls over. A broken bat bounce to the first. Backhanded by Lowry. Throws home for one. And that's all they'll get. Taylor takes a bite out of it. After the 3-2 fielder's choice. Keeps the score at 3-2. With a second out in the second inning. Well done by Lowry. Got the backhand up a little bit in the palm of his mitt, but handled it cleanly nonetheless. Roman to third, Hardy to second, Parenti aboard, but he is now 0 for 2 despite having reached twice. So this is a huge moment in this ballgame. After the Boomers scored three runs in the top of the first, the Grizzlies answered with a pair in their half. But now the base is full of Boomers, two outs in the second for Quincy Deporti. Pitch to him is a fastball that he rolls off his foot foul. And that looked like it really hurt him. Bearded righty batter. Goes hobbling over to the first base side of the home plate Ambria and circles back behind home plate. Has the orange batting gloves, the orange trim on his jersey, and the orange beard to match it all. The Portis home run was his 10th of the year. He has 53 runs batted in now. And he's the Frontier League's leading hitter. With another extra base hit, he could put a second straight crooked number on the board for the Boomers and stretch that Grizzlies deficit out where it was in the first inning or even farther. And that would be a debilitating blow probably to the Grizzlies' confidence already trying to battle back and feeling like they've started that journey back, which they have. Everybody ready again, one strike pin. Deporty takes a slider though, one and one. And on top of that then to, after having done that work to pull back within a run to give up more damage in the second inning would be tough. But an out here could give the Grizzlies more momentum into the dugout bottom of the second. One at one pitch is taken down at inside, two balls and one strike. So all of that puts some pressure on Carden, who obviously has not had his ideal start to this game. Two balls, one strike to count. Now the pitch. Slider taken for strike two. Bases loaded, two outs, three two boomers in the second. Two balls, two strikes on Deporti. The stretch by Carden, and the pitch. Swing and a drive left field, in comes Avery to his right. He dies, but it's off his glove, and it goes bouncing all the way to the wall. Roman scores, Hardy jogs in to score. Parenti waved around third, Hillcoast in to score. And it's a three-run double for Quincy Deporti, who's driven in six runs in two innings, and it's six to two boomers. Six total bases and six RBIs for Deporti in two at-bats across two innings. It wasn't necessarily a bad decision by Avery to lay out for that. Because I'm not sure he had a much better option. And he almost got it. Would have been an, a fantastic catch. But instead, it's a three-run double for Deporti. The Frontier League record for RBIs in a single game is nine. It's been done a number of times. Deporti has seven innings to come up with three more to tie, four more to break. Slider for a called strike to Matt Rose. So after all the Grizzlies work, 
to get a couple of runs back in that home half of the first inning. They're out to an even bigger deficit than they had. So we're going to miss by Rose on a slider low 0-2. Now a 6-2 Boomers lead. Those runs are all unearned against Carden, so he's allowed only two earned runs out of the six. Now the pitch. Swing on a bouncing ball left side. That is through a base hit. He poured, he moves up only to third and stops there. A hit for Rose, who's two for two. A double in the first, a single in the second. And here comes Nick Odo. That's double the most runs any team had previously scored against Carden in a start in this ballpark. Although still only two earned. But six hits against him now, and he's closing in on 50 pitches in the first two innings. First and third, two away, 6 2 boomers in the second, and a pitch to Nick Odo. Is ripped in a line into right center field, out of base hit. Deporty into score. Rose stops at second. It's an RBI single for Nick Odo. And it's seven or two boomers in the second. Three hits in a row. Deporty, Rose, Odo. Odo is one for two and has his 31st RBI of the year. Four runs, again, all unearned. Any continuing runs now for the boomers will be unearned as well. Well, they count just the same on the scoreboard. And now, Jimmy Golaski, the only boomer who has not yet batted in this inning, comes to the plate. Golaski struck out his first time, the second of two in the ballgame thus far for Cart. Right-header to right-header, the pitch. Golaski takes a strike on the outside. So those two Grizzlies' errors have certainly hurt five unearned runs. Now, Carden bears some responsibility for the three hits in a row with two outs, but the inning should nonetheless be over. The stretch and the pitch. Kaluski swings at a fastball, fouls it back over the screen. No balls and two strikes. No balls, two strikes, throws at second, Odo at first. Two down, second inning, seven to two boomers. Carden ready, and a pitch. Galuski waves and misses at a slider down and outside and strikes out for the second time in his many at-bats so far this evening. Carden has fanned three in a couple of innings. The boomers, though, score four unearned runs. They do it on four hits, a Grizzlies error, and a couple of men left on base. Last of the second is next. Schaumburg seven, Grizzlies two. Back after this on the Grizzlies Media Network. A Budweiser, a burger, and Thomas Red. When you wake up in a different city every day, there's a comfort in being able to count on something familiar. And for me, that's a Budweiser and a burger. Los Angeles, Chicago, El Paso, big or small, loud or quiet, a Bud and a burger remind me who I am and to keep doing my thing. They take me back home. The best way to get my friends and family over to my house is to tell them that I'm about to grill some burgers and drink some Bud. Nothing fancy, nothing forced, no lights, no noise, no backstage pass required. That's a Budweiser and a burger. Cheers. This Bud's for you. Enjoy responsibly. 
Budweiser Beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. GCS Credit Union offers Kasasa Cash Back, a free checking account that gives you cash back on all of your debit card purchases, not just on gas or groceries or restaurants. There are no points and no category restrictions, just pure cash back. You also get ATM fee refunds nationwide, and there is no minimum balance required to earn rewards. None of that, you must have $5,000 in the account to qualify business. Qualifications and rules apply. See financial institution for details. Member NCUA insured. This is Jason Siever, and you're listening to Gateway Grizzlies Baseball on the Grizzlies Media Network. Seven gateway two as we head to the home half of the second inning from GCS Credit Union Ballpark in Soji this evening. Hey, Kat, are back with you on the Grizzlies Media Network. So glad you could join us tonight for game two of this three-game series. Boomers trying to clinch the series and get back to 500 for the year. Chasing Lake Erie, the Crushers have pulled ahead five to two of the sixth setting at home over Windy City on our Husky Trailways out-of-town scoreboard. We'll go around that more extensively in a moment. Aaron Rosick delivers to Andrew Daniel who takes down an outside of ball. Grizzlies righty batting second baseman to be followed by Cletus Avery and Zach Taylor. The seven, eight, and nine batters for Gateway against the Boomer short uh, southpaw, Aaron Rosick. Daniel pops it up. Shallow right field toward the foul line. Long run for Hardy. Headed to his left, still coming. He reaches down and makes the basket catch below his belt for the first out. Good grab on the move for Hardy, who had to go a long way. Grizzlies had two runs on four hits, including a home run off of Rosick in the first inning, but three runs in the first, two earned, four runs in the second, none earned for the Boomers against Grizzly starter Chris Carton. They have dampened spirits to the ballpark. Avery hitting 256 for the year across 50 Frontier League games. Lefty to righty, here's the pitch. Avery pops it up. Foul ground, first base, sorry. Bach goes Rose to his left, running out of room against the first row, and he is out of room. It lands in the third row, out of play. Strike one. Now 38 of Avery's 50 games came as a Southern Illinois minor before the Miners traded him to the Grizzlies for future considerations first weekend of this month. 256, four homers, 27 batted in overall. Hitting just 194 with one extra base hit, a double, and a couple of runs batted in as a Grizzly. He swings and misses at a changeup down and outside. No balls and two strikes on the Georgia native. One out, nobody on. Grizzlies down 7-2, last to the second. Rosick works from the third base out of the rubber. Here's his pitch. Avery takes down and outside. One ball and two strikes. I suppose, sort of, these two, Avery and Rosick, were teammates last year. Rosick was a Southern Illinois minor, and Avery spent the entire year on the minors' injured list. What a two-pitch. Cletus is hit by a fastball that runs in and gets him on the left hip. And it sounded a lot worse than it was. He has uh, one of those base-running mitts sticking out of his back pocket, and I think that's where it hit him on the back left side. And uh, so it made sort of a, a loud sound and got a more sizable reaction from the crowd as well. So here's Zach Taylor. Avery hit by a pitch for the third time this year. He's at first base, one out. Grizzlies down 7-2 in the second. Taylor hitting 234, a homer and 14 knocked in. Lefty to righty. 
Rosick delivers, and Taylor takes a change up down and inside for a ball. So I suppose Avery and Rosick were uh, true teammates during spring training last year before uh, Avery hurt himself and missed the year. He's out to a pretty big lead at first base. What a pitch. Taylor takes down it inside again. Two balls, no strikes. So if Taylor could get on, Connor Owings, Grizzlies leadoff man, is on deck. He had the home run his last time against Rosick. Could maybe cut more than uh, half of this deficit off with one swing. Quincy Neporti has a couple of extra base hits and six RBIs for the Boomers the first two innings. Now the pitch. Taylor pops it up foul. Behind him played out of play. Rosick sets the belt. I look to first of the pitch. Taylor swings and pops it foul. Right side out of play. Two balls and two strikes. On that Husky Trailways out-of-town scoreboard, by the way, River City won at home 6-1 to one over Joliet in the first game of a doubleheader today. 2-2 two two pitch. Taylor waves and misses over a changeup low and strikes out. Couple of Ks for Rosick now. Two down to the second. And Connor Owings coming up. 6-2 the Lake Erie lead of the sixth at home over Whitty City. 6-1 Florence up at home in the seventh over Washington. And Evansville out to an early 4-0 lead second inning at Southern Illinois. If the Otters win that game, the Miners will fall four games behind the Frontier League West Division lead. And for the moment, they're two and a half already behind Florence and River City, tied for the final wild card spot. Pitch to Owings, take it outside for a ball. And it's very possible that Florence could win, River City could win again, and Evansville could win, at which point the Miners would find themselves four back of the division and three and a half out of the playoffs, which all of a sudden is a significant deficit. Throw to first, and Avery is back. I'd be a little bit surprised to see the Grizzlies running down by five in the second inning. Seven or two boomers, last of the second, two down. One ball, no strikes on Owings, who homered a deep right center his last time. The pitch, curveball taken, down and outside. Two balls, no strikes to count. On the road, the Grizzlies trust Husky Trailways. You can, too, at huskybus.com. So uh, that scoreboard says, uh, out of town anyway, says all the favorite favorite teams are winning. There's a strike over the outside, 2-1. and one. And it's not to say that Southern Illinois would be yet out of it, falling three and a half out of the playoff picture. 2-1 and one pitch. Owings takes outside. Snap throw behind Avery at first by the catcher, Odo, but Kalidas is back without a play. Three balls and a strike. So we wouldn't, we wouldn't be prepared to say that, that the Miners will be out, but you'd have to think their chances take a significant hit if they went from two out of the playoffs to three and a half in one day with only a week and a half to go in the Frontier League regular season. Three on one delivery from Rosick now to Owings. Here it is. Cotter swings, lifts a fly ball, left center field and deep. 
Back goes the left fielder Parenti to his left out of the track, looks up, and it's off the wall. He bare hands the bounce. Avery waved around third, and the cutoff gets away from Galuski at shortstop. It's an RBI double for Connor Owings. He has a pair of extra base hits in the first two innings, and the Grizzlies trail now 7-3. to three. That was incredibly well played off the left field wall by Jack Parenti, who took it off the wall, a short hop, and then barehanded it and whipped it into Galuski. Phil Warren ambitiously sent Avery to the plate. It would have been a smart send under almost any circumstances and probably still was with two outs, but if Galuski had played that Parenti throw better in shallow left center, I think he would have had Avery with even a decent throw then to the plate because Parenti got that ball in so quickly. So Owings at second, that's his 20th double of the year. He now has 32 extra base hits on the season. Rosick deals to Brent Sakurai, who takes outside a ball. So Owings and Niporti have both gone home run double in the first two innings. Unfortunately for the Grizzlies, Niporti in doing so has driven in six. Owings only two. His 43rd and 44th RBIs of the year to lead the club. Rosick's 1-0 pitch to Sakurai is on the way. Brent swings and pops it up down the right field line toward the uh, Grizzlies bullpen. Hardy into foul territory, but it's out of play. One ball, one strike. Told you Rosick has not been nearly as good on the road this year. Earned an average under two at home. About four and a half on the road. He also hasn't been nearly as good in August with an earned run average in the mid fours as compared to the first three months of the season. And that's reflected in the fact that the Boomers are 0-3 in his starts this month, although they're up 7-3 here. Two outs last to the second. Owings at second base, and the 1-1 pitch to Sack. Taken down and in, a curveball. Two balls and a strike. Sakurai had a single, a run scored in the first. It was a ground ball toward the middle. Off the backhand stab of the second base with Alex Polston, and it's skittered into short center. Polston, in part to keep Owings close at second, but in part because he's playing Sakurai that way, is shading way over toward the middle. Both middle infielders pinching the pitch. Swing on a line drive, sliced down the right side, but foul over the Grizzlies' bullpen and out of play. Two balls, two strikes. So the Boomers infield is giving up a lot of room on both sides in the hole to Sakurai. Between the shortstop, Galuski, and the third baseman, Roman, and then between the second baseman, Poston, and the first baseman, Rome. Outfield straight away and normal down. Two balls, two strikes. Rosick ready and throws. Sakurai takes inside a fastball. And the count is full, three balls, two strikes. Again, the Grizzlies have made Rosick work. His next pitch will be his 47th already in the first couple of innings, and he rarely goes over 100. He averages about 90 per start, even though he also averages over six innings per start. At the moment, he'd be on pace for somewhere around five innings. Three balls, two strikes. Rosick's payoff now to Sakurai is on the way. Brent swings and tops one back to the mound. It's stabbed by Rosick off to his forehand side or the third base out of the mound. He collects himself and throws out Sakurai at first to end the inning. So Brett is one for two, but Owings is two for two with a pair of extra base hits, a homer and a double, a couple of runs batted in. He drives in the only Grizzlies run on their only hit in the second inning. He's stranded in scoring position. Third inning is next, 7-3 Schaumburg on the Grizzlies Media Network. One small change can do a lot of good. That's why U.S. Bank proudly invests in communities like yours. It's also why we're celebrating good deeds being done nationwide. Because the more good we see, the more we're inspired to do the same thing. 
So help us spread the goodness. Use the hashtag #CommunityPossible to share a story of one good thing you've done recently. Together, we'll turn one small change from all of us into one big impact in our community. U.S. Bank, the power of possible. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. The Grizzlies Baseball Academy at GCS Ballpark is where tomorrow's stars train today. We specialize in professional baseball instruction and offer group, semi-private, and private lessons taught by experienced instructors and the most realistic hitting experience you'll find, the ProBatter PX2. The ProBatter PX2 features a multi-pitch machine with synchronized video display to simulate live Major League quality pitching. To schedule your lesson, call 618-781-8170 or visit grizzliesbaseballacademy.com. That's 618-781-8170 or grizzliesbaseballacademy.com. Innovation is growing in the cornfields of America. Over the past 12 years, America's family corn farmers have produced the 12 largest corn crops in history, and they've done it with less fertilizer, fewer chemicals, and less land. Using groundbreaking technology and new management practices to grow food, feed, fuel, and fiber. In other words, America's family corn farmers continue to grow corn better than anyone else and better than ever before. Discover more at cornfarmerscoalition.org. A message from the Illinois Corn Checkoff. You're listening to Gateway Grizzlies Baseball on the Grizzlies Media Network. Boomer 7, Grizzlies 3 as we head to the top of the second, and Connor Oliver leads off for the second inning in a row. Boomer's number 8 batter, who's coming up for the second time already in this game and taking forever to get to the batter's box, much to the chagrin of Grizzlies right-hander Chris Cardin, who likes to work quickly. He's now back on the rubber and delivers. Oliver takes low for a ball. Chris was up there on top of the rubber for 15 seconds or so, waiting for Oliver to get in the box. That eventually stepped off in frustration. Oliver again is slowly easing back in. And Cardin's 1-0 pitch. Swing and a foul back. Oliver walked his first time, was later caught, tried to steal third base during the Boomers' four-run second inning. None of those were earned. Grizzlies have made two errors, and they've been costly. Five unearned runs for the Boomers. And a 7-3 lead after two innings. Alex Poulsen, Luis Roman to follow Oliver. Pitch on the way. And he takes outside two balls and a strike. That's the eight, nine, and one hitters for the Boomers who will start their third trip through the lineup in this third inning. Three runs in the first, four in the second. The Grizzlies have had two in the first, one in the second. Two and one pitch. Oliver takes down and in. Three balls and a strike. So the pressure is on Carton now to try to find a way to bounce back and give the Grizzlies some innings, if nothing else, and maybe give them time to try to get back in this game. Three and one pitch. Oliver pops it up into shallow left field. Avery takes a couple of jogging steps in, a couple more on the walking steps, and he makes the catch. So the leadoff man retired for the first time thus far tonight by Carden, and Alex Poston will bat. Pitch to Alex Polston is a fastball. He swings and misses late for strike one. Righty batting Schaumburg second baseman. Singled in the second inning. Was later thrown out of the plate on a forced play with the bases loaded. Before the Boomers uh, managed to continue their rally later on. The pitch. Swung and a foul back. Puccini Porti, the next batter after that, had a three-run double. He's driven in six of the seven Schaumburg runs.
Carden works to the first base out of the rubber, out of the windup. Bearded right header gets his sign from Taylor. That is two strike pitch now. Polston checks his swing and a slider down and outside for a ball. Seven runs on seven hits for the visiting Boomers. Three runs on five hits for the Grizzlies. Gateway has made the game's only two errors and stranded two men. One in scoring position. The Boomers have left three. Two of them in scoring position. One ball, two strikes, and here it is. Polston tops it up third and foul. Tomorrow we'll be on the air at 6.20 again. Budweiser pregame show. Then 6.35 Central Time, our first pitch. For the finale of this three-game series between the Grizzlies and the Boomers, left-hander Jordan Barrett will go for Gateway. He's 4-5 and five with a 4.5 earned run average. Against right-hander Matt Miller for Schaumburg. 3-5 and five with a 5.1 earned run average. Still a ball and two strikes. Here it is again. Polston swings and misses and strikes out. That's four Ks for Carden. Two gone in the third inning. All Grizzly strikeouts are brought to you by Julie. The Illinois one-call system. Play it safe this season. Call Julie before you dig. Simply dilate 1-1. One, one. It's smart. It's free. It's the law. And although uh, Carden has not enjoyed today the same kind of success he has earlier this year at home, he had some interesting comments when we were talking before the game. Pitch to Luis Roman, taken just outside a ball. Lefty batter has doubled and walked, scored a pair of runs. So he's now 5 of 6 with a walk and 5 runs scored over his first 11 innings against his former ball club on offense. Swing and a miss. Out of pitch low, it's one ball and one strike. So that's an 833 batting average, an 857 on base percentage, and a slugging percentage somewhere well over 1,000 for an OPS in the mid 2000s. It's pretty good. Nobody on two outs, 7-3, Schaumburg in the third. And Roman calls time with Carden just about ready to go. He wants to go faster and faster and faster, and the Boomers won't let him. One-on-one pitch. Roman rips a line drive towards second, past the dive of Daniel in a right field of base hit. Roman is six out of seven in this series, and he's on base for the third time in as many innings tonight. He might reach base nine times tonight. Anyway, so even though Carden hasn't had uh, the same kind of success tonight he has in past games at home, I thought his comments were interesting. He said that uh, even though a lot of pitchers don't like pitching in this ballpark because of the tighter dimensions, he really does. Pitch to Clint Hardy. It's on the way. Fastball pop foul rights out out of play, and that's evidenced by the fact that Carden's earned run average is uh, not even half at home what it is on the road. And he said it's because hitters change their approach here, that hitters see that Short right field porch, and especially right-handed batters will be trying to go the other way. Left-handed hitters will be trying to pull, but especially right-handed batters will want to hit fly balls the opposite way. So I got a ground ball left side and through. Base hit for Carden. Back-to-back two-out singles, and there are two boomers aboard for Jack Parenti. And if he reaches base, Quincy Porty will come up with another chance. Significant numbers of men on base. And if you're in the interest of seeing Frontier League records, then you're rooting for Jack Parenti to find a way on here, preferably without scoring anybody. In fact, if Parenti were to get on without either of these runners on base scoring, Niporti would come up with a chance to set a Frontier League record with a home run. He has six RBIs already. Nobody's ever had more than nine in a Frontier League game. The pitch. Parenti takes outside a ball. But Carden said, you know, these right-handed batters, if they're trying to go the other way, I'll just pitch them inside, get under their hands, jam them a little bit, get some ground balls. Now, today that hasn't worked very well. But clearly... The numbers don't lie. Certainly, it has over time. 
1-0 pitch. Taken low. Two balls, no strikes. And James Frisbee, Grizzlies pitching coach, is out for a visit. Six different Frontier Leaguers have driven in nine runs in one game. It last happened when Patrick McKenna did it for normal in August of 2015. Chris Burke did it in 2014 for Southern Illinois. John Myers for the Grizzlies in September of 2013. Gareth rather McKinney with Florence in August 2008. Justin Shuda of Windy City in 2005, July. And Peanut Williams of Windy City in June of 2004. That was the first time it was ever done. And we've talked about Peanut Williams quite a bit because he also shares the run scored record. He scored six of that same game, June 15, 2004. And Peanut is spelled P-nut, P-nut Williams. And that uh, great game for the Thunderbolts a little more than 15 years ago now. So uh, two balls, no strikes on Parenti. Grizzlies pitching coach James Frisbee back to the dugout. Two on, two out, seven, three boomers in the third. Carden lets fly. Parenti takes a slider just high. Three balls, no strikes, the count. Carden's next pitch now will already be number 70 in the first three innings. No action yet in the Grizzlies' bullpen. The pitch. Parenti takes down it in, ball four. And now Parenti aborted first, Hardy to second, Roman to third, and Quincy D. Porti will bat with the bases loaded yet again. He came up with two on in the first inning, hit a three-run homer, came up with the bases juiced in the second, hit a three-run double. He is two for two with six runs batted in, two runs scored. And he bats again now with the bases loaded and two down in the third inning. A home run for Porty would give him 10 RBIs tonight and set a Frontier League record inside the first three innings of this game. The pitch. Fastball driven, center field and deep. Back goes Dunstan, still going toward the track. He looks up, and it is gone. A grand slam for Quincy Porty, who has just set a Frontier League record. He has driven in 10 runs in the first three innings, and it's 11-3 Schaumburg in the third. 26 years of Frontier League Baseball, nobody has ever driven in 10 runs in one game, and Eporti just did it in three innings. He breaks a six-way tie for the Frontier League record between the players previously listed who had all driven in nine in a game. Eporti has 10 RBIs today. He's gone from 50 runs batted in to 60. He now has 11 home runs for the year. The pitch, taken for an E-high strike. Three-run homer, three-run double, grand slam. Neporty, three for three, two home runs, a double, and 10 RBIs in three innings. That is unbelievable. Swing and a miss by Rose, he strikes out. And the inning is over, but the Boomers just extend their lead to 11 to three. Fifth strikeout for Carden, brought to you by Julie, the Illinois One Call System. We are at the bottom of the third, 11 to three, Schomburg on the Grizzlies Media Network. A Budweiser, a burger, and Thomas Red. When you wake up in a different city every day, there's a comfort in being able to count on something familiar. And for me, that's a Budweiser and a burger. Los Angeles, Chicago, El Paso, big or small, loud or quiet, 
A butter and a burger remind me who I am and to keep doing my thing. They take me back home. The best way to get my friends and family over to my house is to tell them that I'm about to grill some burgers and drink some bud. Nothing fancy, nothing forced, no lights, no noise, no backstage pass required. That's a Budweiser and a burger. Cheers. This Bud's for you. Enjoy responsibly. Budweiser Beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. At ServPro, no home is too big and no question is too small. So when fire or water damage strikes your home or business, call on the cleanup team. The insurance industry has trusted for more than 40 years at 1-800-SERVPRO and ServPro.com. That's where you'll find a team of specialists that's faster to any size disaster. So when the things matter most are on the line, make sure we are too by calling 1-800-SERVPRO or visiting ServPro.com. Helping make fire and water damage like it never happened. Franchises are independently owned and operated. This is Sean Dunson Jr. and you are listening to Gateway Grizzly Baseball on the Grizzly Media Network. Boomers 11, Grizzlies 3 as we go to the bottom of the third. And although it's not anybody's favorite thing for Gateway to be on the wrong end of this, it is rare that you come to the ballpark and see the kind of history that Quincy Porti has given us tonight. Two homers, a double, and 10 RBIs in the first three innings tonight. A Frontier League record, and it only took him a third of the ball game. Aaron Rosick deals to Dustin Woodcock, who takes low for a ball. Still haven't had a scoreless inning in this game. And how about that grand slam, too? Even if it were Niporti's first hit, we'd be raving about it. What a pitch. Woodcock swings and rips one through the right side of base hit. Dustin is two for two, leadoff single to start at the bottom of the third. You don't see many players with no wind go out to dead center field in this ballpark, and that's what Niporti just did. That ball was absolutely crushed. Here now is Luke Lowry. Pitch is taken for a strike. Lowry grounded into a double play his first time. Lefty to righty, here it is. Lowry golfs a line drive down the left field line. That is down a base hit, and one hops against the base of the wall. Woodcock digs to third, he gets a stop sign there. Lowry pulls into second with a double. So Luke Lowry right back to his ways. His OPS nearly 1,200 over the last month. He has been on fire and uh, overshadowed, of course, on the narrative tonight. Haven't had much time to talk about that with what Deporti has done. But the Grizzlies have two in scoring position. Nobody out for Sean Dunstan Jr. They're just trailing 11 to three in the third, so it feels like they still have a long way to go, and they do. Pitch. Dunstan takes a strike. Dunstan had an RBI single in the first inning. Left hander against left hander. Rosick sets on the pitch. 
Dunstan swings at a curve and fouls it off the first base side. 0 and 2. The pitch. Dunstan takes a fastball down and in. One ball, two strikes. Woodcock at third. Lowry at second. Nobody out. Schaumburg 11. Gateway three. Last to the third. And it looks likely with second and third and nobody retired yet at this inning that we'll get through three full innings without a zero going up on the scoreboard at all. Infield is playing Dunstan substantially to pull outfield straight away. Sean could bunt here. The pitch. He swings and fouls it back. I know there are two strikes, but I would really consider it. If he got down anything decent on the third base side, it would score Woodcock and be a base hit. Now the pitch. Swinging a golf fly ball foul left side. More than a quarter century of Frontier League baseball, and nobody's ever done this. When Quincy D40 is down tonight. Rosa ready, one, two again. Dunstan takes low, two balls, two strikes. Wesley Jones is on deck. So the Grizzlies no longer have a share of that RBI record. John Myers had nine driven in back in 2013 in one game. Two and two pitch on the way. Dunstan pops it up off his hands, found that out of play behind the plate. Second and third, nobody out. Dunstan battling against Rosick. Two and two pitch again now. Dunstan swings at a curve, grounds it right side. A slide to his left by the second baseman, Polston. He gloves it in short right and throws out Dunstan at first. Woodcock does come in to score. Second RBI for Sean. It's 11 to four, Schaumburg, and Lowry moves up to third. So again, the first three innings, each team has scored in each frame. Three in the first for the Boomers, four in the second, four in the third. Grizzlies have scored 2-1-1, although they're still Batting here with Lowry at third and one out of the last of the third inning. For the righty batter, Wesley Jones. Infield plays him to pull this well, less substantially than they did Dunstan. Pitch to Jones is taken inside a ball. Wesley struck out his first time. The pitch. Jones waves and misses. One ball and one strike. Just take it outside. Two balls and a strike. Time called by Jones at the plate. 11 runs on 10 hits for the Boomers, four on seven hits for the Grizzlies. Rosick set to the pitch. Jones grounds a foul off the first base side.
Two balls, two strikes. Now the pitch. Jones swings at a breaking ball, grounded a third. Here comes Lowry. The throw comes to the plate. It's high and wide. Lowry slides, reaches with his hand, but he's tagged out by Odo at the plate. Close play on an interesting decision by Roman to come home from third. Well, the seven-run lead, you'd normally expect Roman to take the out, but maybe he's just playing it safe considering how this uh, the scoring has gone early out of this game. He doesn't feel safe with the lead, and so he decided to come home and did get Lowry who had a good slide, but it was a good tag by Odo. Had the throw been any higher or farther away, he would have scored. So it's 5-2 to two on the out. Jones reaches on a fielder's choice. Two down, he's at first. 11-4 boomers. He takes off the first pitch to Daniel, who drives with a right field. Back goes Hardy to the track, to the wall. Looks up. It is gone. Andrew Daniel is homered in back-to-back games. A two-run shot makes it Schaumburg 11 and Gateway 6 in the third inning. What is this game? 17 runs on 18 hits in three innings between the two clubs. Wow. Daniels eighth of the year. He's driven in now 29. Had not homered since July 5th before yesterday, but now he's homered in back-to-back ball games. And here's Cletus Avery, who was hit by a pitch and scored his first time. Two down, nobody on. Grizzlies trail 11 to 6, last of the third. For the Boomers, three runs, four runs, four runs. First three innings. Lefty to righty, here it is. Avery takes outside a ball. For the Boomers, two runs, one run, three runs. Or for the Grizzlies, I should say. Wow. What a pitch. Avery takes outside 2 0. This would be an interesting and Really incredible game, even if Quincy DePorty didn't have 10 runs batted in, which is unheard of in an entire game, and he's done it in three innings. Imagine if DePorty drives in 30. Avery takes inside a ball. That's what he's on pace for. Not out of the question at all he could drive in 15. Ryan Long feels like he's comfortable with his uh, RBI lead in the league. 3-0 pitch. Take an outside ball four, and Avery aboard with a walk. Here comes Zach Taylor. There's action now in the Schaumburg bullpen. The Grizzlies don't have anybody up in theirs. Wouldn't it be something if the uh, the Boomers scored 11 runs in the first three innings and still made a pitching change before the Grizzlies did? This is a wacky game. Anthony Smith, Boomers pitching coach, out of the third base dugout, making a very slow walk to the mound. It's Junpei Akanuma, Japanese right-hander, who's up at the mound for the Boomers. So the meeting is over. Here's Taylor, righty batter. He struck out swinging his first time against the Southpaw Rosick, set of the belt, and the first delivery. Taylor takes inside a ball. Avery at first, two down, 11 to six, Schaumburg in the bottom of the third. Now the 1-0 pitch. 
Taylor swings and misses. Lunged in front of a good Rosick changeup. That's the pitch that seems reliably to be working for him tonight. Connor Owings is on deck. If Taylor could find a way up, Grizzlies would love to bring up Owings to the plate with runners on base in this inning. He's homered and doubled already tonight. The one-and-one pitch on the way. Taylor takes low ball two. Snap throw behind Avery at first, but he's back. And Chris Dykeman called time to make note of something. I don't know what. He was pointing down to the catcher, Odo, like he was calling interference, but Taylor didn't swing. I don't know what he ended up calling. Looks like nothing. Maybe he made a mistake. Anyway, two balls and a strike. He just changed his mind, I guess, because Taylor didn't swing at the pitch. I don't think you can call interference on that. You definitely can. Rosick deals. Taylor swings and pops it foul out of play. Two balls, two strikes. What a game. 11-6 boomers in the third. And a front trailer record, 10 RBIs, 40-40 already. Two and two pitch. Taylor swings and misses. He went after a changeup low and strikes out. That is three strikeouts for Rosick, two of which have come against Taylor. The Grizzlies score three runs on three hits, headlined by a Luke Lowry double and an Andrew Daniel two-run homer. We head to the fourth inning. It's 11-6, Schaumburg on the Grizzlies Media Network. Innovation is growing in the cornfields of America. Over the past 12 years, America's family corn farmers have produced the 12 largest corn crops in history, and they've done it with less fertilizer, fewer chemicals, and less land. Using groundbreaking technology and new management practices to grow food, feed, fuel, and fiber. In other words, America's family corn farmers continue to grow corn better than anyone else and better than ever before. Discover more at cornfarmerscoalition.org. A message from the Illinois Corn Checkoff. The Grizzlies Baseball Academy at GCS Ballpark is where tomorrow's stars train today. We specialize in professional baseball instruction and offer group, semi-private, and private lessons taught by experienced instructors and the most realistic hitting experience you'll find, the ProBatter PX2. The ProBatter PX2 features a multi-pitch machine with synchronized video display to simulate live Major League quality pitching. To schedule your lesson, call 618-781-8170 or visit grizzliesbaseballacademy.com. That's 618-781-8170 or grizzliesbaseballacademy.com. GCS Credit Union offers Kasasa Cash Back, a free checking account that gives you cash back on all of your debit card purchases, not just on gas or groceries or restaurants. There are no points and no category restrictions, just pure cash back. You also get ATM fee refunds nationwide, and there is no minimum balance required to earn rewards. None of that, you must have $5,000 in the account to qualify business. Qualifications and rules apply. See Financial Institution for details. Member NCUA insured. You're listening to Gateway Grizzlies Baseball on the Grizzlies Media Network. complete from GCS Credit Union Ballpark in Soge. An 11-6 Schaumburg Boomers lead over the Grizzlies. Here's Nick Odo, lefty batting Boomers catcher who has grabbed it back to the mound and driven in a run with a single. He takes low for ball one from Grizzlies right header Chris Carden who has survived into the fourth inning. Certainly battling. Wide up the 1-0 pitch. Odo takes just inside a ball. 
Jimmy Galuski and Connor Oliver follow. It's a six, seven, and eight batters in the fourth for the Boomers, who have scored 11 runs on 10 hits. Now the one, one or a two and oh pitch, and Odo swings and misses two balls and a strike. And uh, six of those 11 runs earned against Carden, who struck out five and walked three. He's at 77 pitches, 50 of them for strikes. Quincy Neporty, 10 bat runs batted in. Swung in a hot shot to the right side, threw a base hit. Odo is two for three. And the leadoff man has been on in three out of four innings for the Boomers. Somehow in this ballgame, over the first three innings, despite 17 runs on 18 hits combined between the two teams, neither team uh, actually sent the leadoff man in an inning back to the plate. There have been nine men sent up, but neither team has uh, sent the initial batter back up yet. Seven Boomers came up in the first, nine in the second, seven more in the third. Here's Jimmy Galuski, ready batting shortstep, who struck out twice. The pitch. Garden gets a fastball grounded to second, off a couple of hops to second one. Daniels Reed led a first, double play. Tough night to be Jimmy Galuski. Grizzlies double play, brought to you by Casino Queen, the official hotel of the Grizzlies, where loose means more. Two down, nobody out of the fourth. And uh, Cardin looking for the first inning in which fewer than five hitters have come up in this game, or fewer than seven for the Boomers. This would be a quasi-1-2-3 inning, I suppose. But while the rest of his teammates have just shelled Chris Cardin and everybody else has a walk or a hit, seven out of the nine have hits, Galuski is 0 for 3, has struck out twice, and the only time he put the ball in play, he managed to make two outs. Pitch to Connor Oliver. Take it outside a ball. So that's going to be tough. Going back in the dugout, he was already 0 for 2, and now the Boomers are saying, man, I wish he'd struck out again. That would have been better. Oliver has walked and flighted left. 1-0 pitch to him. Is taken down and in. Two balls, no strikes. 11-6 Boomers. Two outs, nobody on top of the fourth. Grizzlies have the top of their order coming up at the bottom of the fourth inning. Try to put up a zero for the first time in this game. Neither team has had a scoreless half inning yet. 2-0 pitch. Oliver checks his swing on a fastball down and in ball three. And there's still plenty of time in this ball game. With the top of the order coming up and the way they've hit the ball, if the Grizzlies could get another couple of runs on the board in the home half, they're right back in it. Pitch of the way. Oliver takes a strike at the knees. He started to toss his bat, but it's 3-1 and one after Chris Dykeman said it did catch the bottom of the zone. Just never know what you're going to see coming out of the park. And I think probably less true for uh, people very close to the club. Three and one pitch is high ball four. Oliver has his second walk. That's the fourth free pass Cardin has issued. But to some extent, for anybody who has even some neutrality in this ballgame or whose baseball fandom perhaps overpowers their fandom for either particular team, this is really what brings you out of the yard, especially if you're the kind of person who watches 96 games a year in the Frontier League, seeing something that's never happened in more than a quarter century of baseball in this league. The pitch taken for a strike by Polston, who has singled and struck out tonight. Luis Roman, former Grizzly, is on deck. It would be the fourth time in four innings he's come up, so he still uh, could stay on pace to reach base nine times tonight. There's a strike over the outside, 0-2. And uh, Roman scored three runs already. So has Jack Peretti and Quincy Neporti. So we got more Frontier League records watch because nobody's ever scored more than six in a game. And there are three boomers who have three runs to their credit through three innings. The pitch. Fastball lifted toward right field. Woodcock to his right. Going back, it's over his head. One hops up and over the wall. A ground rule double 
for Polston, who's two for three. And now, after Carden was so close to getting out of the inning in three batters, there are runners at second and third for the Boomers with two down. And the leadoff man, Roman, whom the Grizzlies have retired only once in this series, coming up. Hottest Boomer of them all. Roman is two for two with a walk, a double, and three runs scored tonight in the series. In his return to Sojay, he is six out of seven with a walk, two doubles, a home run, and six runs scored. Righty to lefty, here's the pitch. Roman takes over the inside a strike. And there's not much respite in Hardy, Parenti, and Niporti, obviously, coming up after this. So Carden wants to go ahead and get out of this inning. One strike pitch. Roman swings, lifts a fly ball, center field and deep. Dunstan goes back and to his left. He has room, slows near the track, and it's off his glove and deflects away to the wall in center field. Two runs will score. Roman eases into second. An error charged to the center fielder Dunstan. That's the Grizzlies' third error in four innings. And a couple of unearned runs come in for the Boomers, who now lead 13 to 6. So we're still waiting on a scoreless inning. And that goes as an 0 for 1, I suppose, for Roman. So uh, that's considered a win compared to how he's hit the ball. No RBIs for him. Oliver and Polston both score their first runs. So now six out of nine boomers in the lineup have scored in the first four innings. And now there is going to be some action in the Grizzlies' bullpen. That looks like Jason Seaver who's getting up. And it is. Here's a righty batter, Hardy, who has struck out, reached on an error, and singled. He's one for three with a couple of runs scored. Right header to right header. Carden lets fly. Hardy takes a slider down and outside for a ball. A base hit would likely score Roman, and that would be his fourth run in four innings tonight. Carden stares in for his sign. He stretches. And the 1-0 pitch. Hardy swings and ticks a fastball back into Taylor's mitt for a strike. I'll look to second of the pitch. Hardy swings and grounds it foul off the third base side. What a two. Carden from the third base out of the rubber with Roman out to a very big lead at second base and two down. 13-6 boomers in the fourth. And the one and two pitch to Hardy on the way. He swings and grounds it toward third. A backhand stab by Jones. Collects himself. Rifles to first in time to get Hardy. And in the inning, good play by Jones. And the inning is over. Not before the boomers score two more runs on two hits. A costly Grizzlies error at a man left in scoring position. We head to the bottom of the fourth. Schaumburg 13, gateway six of the Grizzlies media network. Every time you grab an ice-cold 20-ounce Pepsi, you'll find a Pepsi emoji on the side of the bottle, a little design that expresses something fun and unique. Pepsi has literally hundreds of different ones. So while the Pepsi delivers this, the Pepsi emoji delivers this.
ahead. Crack open a Pepsi. And tell the world how you feel and what you love with Pepsi emojis. Because every Pepsi emoji says something a little different about you. Whether you're a big sports fan, you're into the arts, love summer fun, music concerts, or just walking your dog. Pepsi has you covered with a Pepsi emoji that says it just the right way. <laughs> Pepsi emojis. Say it with Pepsi. I'm Meg <laughs> Megan. That's my neighbor on her patio, which is OMG, stop. right next to mine. I want to buy a home, but I want something specific. Quiet plus outdoor space to relax. I'm using the U.S. Bank loan portal for my mortgage because I can check in on the process from anywhere, which makes it that much simpler and more convenient to buy. Your home, your mortgage, your way. Go to usbank.com to learn more. U.S. Bank, the power of possible. Loan approval subject to credit approval and program guidelines. Interest rates and program terms subject to change without notice. Mortgage and deposit products offered by U.S. Bank National Association. Equal housing lender member FDIC. This is Brent Sakurai, and you're listening to the Gateway Grizzlies Baseball on the Grizzlies Media Network. Pitching change for the Boomers as we head to the bottom of the fourth inning with Schaumburg up 13-6 at GCS Credit Union Ballpark in Soge. Nate Gatter back with you on the Grizzlies Media Network. Aaron Rosick finished after three innings. He allowed six runs all earned on eight hits. He struck out three and walked one. He threw 74 pitches, 45 of which were strikes. And he could still be in line for the win, potentially depending on how uh, the Schaumburg bullpen performs. Now, it's unlikely, but possible. He gives way to the six-foot, 190-pound Japanese right-hander Junpei Akanuma, 24-year-old, deals to the lefty batter Connor Owings, who takes a strike of the outside. Akanuma, no record, a 3.54 earned run average. This is his eighth boomer's appearance all in relief. 20 and a third inning, so he's pitched with some length out of the pen. One strike delivery is swung out and missed. 13 strikeouts for Akaduma, six walks, 282 batting average against. He went five innings in relief, allowed one run on three hits against Lake Erie last weekend. Owings has homered and doubled. He's driven in two and scored a run. So we start at the bottom of the fourth with the Grizzlies down seven. Here's the pitch. Connor swings, lifts a fly ball down the left field line, slicing toward the corner, and it will go foul. Not by much. And uh, the left fielder, Parenti, Kind of was jogging over there. I think he was confident it was going to go out of play. Looked like it didn't miss the foul line by more than five feet, certainly not by more than ten. And if that had come down in fair territory, it would have been extra bases for Owings for the third time in as many at-bats. No balls, two strikes on Cotter, who now has ten home runs and 44 RBIs. The latter number leads the club. The former number is one off the the, uh, Grizzlies' lead, held by Luke Lowry, who has 11 this year. We're going to have to crack open that Grizzlies' record book as well. Two strike pitch. Owings takes slider, strike three called. Really good looking pitch over the inside. First strikeout for Akaduma, the fourth for Boomers pitching. As noted, Quincy Porti of the Boomers, their DH tonight has driven in 10. He did it in the first three innings to set a Frontier League record. Nobody had ever driven in more than nine in a Frontier League game. 10 RBIs in three innings. Right-hander against right-hander. Akaduma winds and delivers to Brent Sakurai, who swings at a fastball and takes it back into Odo's mitt for a strike. He's one for two. 
the pitch. Sakurai swings, lines it left center field. That is down a base hit. Oliver over to his right from center to cut it off on one hop. That holds Sakurai with a one-out single. So both he and Owings have multi-hit games. Both of them have 24 multi-hit games now for the year. Still tied for the league lead. No team has ever scored more than 22 runs in a game against the Grizzlies or had more than 25 hits. The Boomers are on track to challenge both of those. Pitch to Dustin Woodcock is swung out and popped up high into not even shallow center. It's around second base. That's the second baseman posted under it to make the catch. So Woodcock retired for the first time. He's two for three. Grizzlies trail 13 to six. Sack at first, two down, last of the fourth. And here's Luke Lowry. Grizzlies now under the cosh a bit because they would be the first team to go scoreless in a half inning. Boomers have scored three, four, four, and two. Grizzlies have scored two, one, and three. Two down, last of the fourth, trailing 13 to six. Lowry has grounded into a double play and doubled. He takes a slider down and away for a ball. Grizzlies' three errors have really hurt them. Only six of the 13 Boomers' runs are earned. Akaruma sets and the 1-0 pitch. Lowry fouls it back. A ball that a strike. Luke to be followed by Sean Dunstan Jr., who's one for two with a couple of RBI so far tonight. Akaruma sets at the letters and a one and one pitch on the way. Lowry swings at a hanging slider but missed it and fouls it off to the right side out of play. Didn't literally miss it, but just uh, missed a barrel with it. One ball, two strikes. And uh, Boomer's broadcaster Tim Calderwood is uh, doing some research for us, and, and we're going to be diving into this as well, especially with Quincy D. Porty due up second in the fifth inning for Schaumburg on the professional RBI's record in a single game. What a two delivery. Lowry fouls back a good fastball off his hands. That was a very late swing. Akaruma just ramped up the mile per hour a little bit on that pitch. He looks good. I like the way he's pitching in this inning. The major league record is 12. And as of the latest research we heard, the professional record went back to 1902 and was 16 batted in. What a two pitch. Fastball fouled back by Lowry off his hands. And it's still a ball to two strikes. The Porty has driven in 10. He did that in the first three innings. Three run homer, three run double, and a grand slam. Now the pitch. Lowry swings at a slider, pops it up at his short center. No, again, it's going to die on the infield. The shortstop, Galuski behind second base, makes the two-hand catch, and the inning is over. A couple of pop-ups, Strand Sakurai at first, and the Grizzlies go scoreless. First time either team has failed to score so far tonight. We head to the fifth, 13-6, Schaumburg on the Grizzlies Media Network. GCS Credit Union offers Kasasa Cash Back, a free checking account that gives you cash back on all of your debit card purchases, not just on gas or groceries or restaurants. There are no points and no category restrictions, just pure cash back. You also get ATM fee refunds nationwide, and there is no minimum balance required to earn rewards. None of that, you must have $5,000 in the account to qualify business. Qualifications and rules apply. See financial institution for details. Member NCUA insured. The National Baseball Hall of Fame and Museum in Cooperstown is the place where baseball legends live forever. 
It's where the exciting moments of today stand along the iconic tales of the past. With new exhibits and artifacts telling incredible stories, the Baseball Hall of Fame and Museum is a must-see destination for fans of all ages. Baseball in Cooperstown. Oh, my. Plan your visit today. Check out BaseballHall.org. Innovation is growing in the cornfields of America, and it's making a huge difference in America's balance of trade. One-third of the world's corn exports come from the United States. In fact, America's corn farmers exported $6.4 billion worth of corn last year, one of the few U.S. products with a trade surplus. So when America's family corn farmers bring in their golden crop each year, they're also doing their part to put our nation in the black. Discover more at cornfarmerscoalition.org. A message from the Illinois Corn Checkoff. Now back to the ballpark on the Grizzlies Media Network. Pitching change for Gateway, trailing Schaumburg 13-6 as we have the top of the fifth inning. Nate Gatterback with you on the Grizzlies Media Network from GCS Credit Union Ballpark in Soja, Illinois, where the fans who have come out tonight, despite the Grizzlies trailing by seven runs after four innings, have gotten their money's worth. Footsie D. Porty with 10 RBIs in the first three innings of the game to set a Frontier Lake single-game record. Chris Carden has finished after four innings, 13 runs, but only six earned on 12 hits. Five Ks, four walks. 93 pitches, 61 strikes for Carden. He's replaced by Jason Seaver. Seaver escaped the Grizzlies' bullpen. See if you can escape Twisted Key escape rooms. Looking for a fun collaborative activity with family, friends, or colleagues. Head to Twisted Key Escape Rooms in Collinsville and embrace the challenge of a physical adventure game in which your team solves a series of puzzles and riddles using clues, hints, and strategy to escape the room. For more information, visit TwistedKeyEscape.com. 5'11", 190-pound Southpaw Seaver from Hayward, California. He is 24 years old. 1-1 with a 2.45 earned run average. Lefty to lefty, he winds and deals to Jack Parenti, who tried to bail out of the way of a fastball and accidentally fouled it back. This is Seaver's 41st appearance of the year. Over 44 innings, he struck out 46 and walked 14. The league is hitting 208 against him. Evansville did get him for a couple of runs, both earned on four hits over two innings. In an 11-6 Grizzlies loss Sunday. From the third base out of the rubber, Rocker step, the kick of the pitch. Parenti bends down out of the way of a curveball that floated high and inside. One ball and one strike. Parenti is 0 for 2 with a walk, but he scored three runs. He's also reached out a fielder's choice and an error. Quincy Porti. The man of the hour is on deck. And then Matt Rose. Three, four, and five for the Boomers. Parenti waves and misses over a slider down and outside. One ball and two strikes. One and two pitch. Breaking ball outside of this time, Parenti checks the swing. Two balls and two strikes. I feel like I can't even call this game correctly. There's the two and two pitch. Parenti waves and misses at a curved out and outside again. He went after it. First strikeout for Seaver, the sixth for Grizzlies pitching, brought to you by Julie, the Illinois one-call system. And here comes Deporti, who finally is batting without anybody on base. But I still don't think I can accurately call this game because I'm just so hung up on, on Deporti's night. Three-run homer in the first, three-run double in the second, and a grand slam in the third. 
Three for three, two homers, a double, 10 RBI. First pitch to him is taken down and away for a ball. Tony Porti's already set a single game record for RBIs. If he were to homer here, he would tie a single game home run record in the Frontier League. What a pitch. Curve taken low, two balls, no strikes. The 2-0 pitch on the way. And the Porty takes a big cut at a belt-high fastball and just ticks it back into the mitt of Zach Taylor. Feels like the kind of thing, and this is somewhat rare in the Frontier League, that, that the crowd pays closer attention with a particular batter at the plate. You see it a lot at, at higher levels. 2-1 pitch. The Porty pops it up. Foul ground first base side. This might be playable. Lowry is over, but he's going to run out of room. It's a few rows deep. And that's a valuable commodity. Young fans are after it. That's a ball uh, off Quincy Deportes' bat of the Frontier League RBI record night. Could get at least $2.75 for that on eBay. 13 to six, Boomers. One on top of the fifth, nobody on base. Two balls, two strikes on Deporte. Seaver looking for back-to-back strikeouts in this one against Deporte, who's having himself a heck of a game. Here's the pitch. Deporte grounds it toward the middle. The second baseman, Daniel, started the wrong way, and it squeaks through into center for a hit. So Deporte is four out of four. He could challenge a couple of other records. He could still challenge the uh, Frontier League runs record, which is six in a single game. He scored three, and he's on base now in the fifth. He could challenge the hits record as well. Nobody's ever had more than six in a Frontier League game, and that's only happened twice. He seems like he's going to get six at-bats for certain tonight. And now he would need only a triple, which is very unlikely. He's a big guy. But if he were to hit a triple, he would have the cycle. Lefty to righty, the pitch to Matt Rose on the way. And he takes a strike. Double a single, a strikeout for Rose to this point. 13-6 boomers, one out, and he ported at first in the fifth. Lowry holds the Porty at first. Here's the pitch. Rose swings and tops a two-hopper to the left side. Glove to the hole by Sakurai. Throws off balance back to second for one. Daniels relay is well late at first base, and Rose reaches. Now Porty is a little bit slow to get up at second base. Hopefully he's okay. Looks like he is. Just kind of clumsily went into his slide at second. So good play by Sack. And a fielder's choice puts Rose at first with two down for Nick Odo. And again, the Boomers have 13 runs and 13 hits as we play the fifth. The Grizzlies have never allowed more than 22 runs or 25 hits in a single game. That was against uh, Windy City. Both of them were against Windy City, but in different games. Pitch to Odo is a breaking ball that he chases outside for strike one. And I always think that's interesting every time this comes up, that Windy City has scored more runs against the Grizzlies in a game than anyone else all time, 22. And 25 hits in the Grizz- against the Grizzlies, which is a record in the franchise's history. But those two numbers happen in different games. The 22 runs in July of 05, the 25 hits in July of 09. The pitch. Auto waves and misses. Again, a breaking ball, though. No balls, two strikes. He has grounded out and singled twice, once with an RBI. Grizzlies try to put a zero on the top half of the Boomers scoreboard for the first time tonight. 13-6 Schaumburg, two down. Rose at first base, and no balls, two strikes on Odo. Seaver stares in for the side. He stretches. 
And the pitch. Odo takes a slider down and outside. One ball, two strikes. Seaver, the one-two pitch. Otto takes outside. Two balls, two strikes. Fastball was close. Had to reach the midway point of this ball game just about two hours after we began it. That's what happens when you have 19 runs on 22 hits combined between the two clubs. Three errors as well, all for the Grizzlies. Odo swings, loops the soft liner over short into shallow left center for a base hit. His third single of the game. Rose moves up to second. And still the Boomers have had at least five men now come up to the plate in every inning. In fact, they've had at least six in each of the first four innings. This is their fifth in the fifth. Jimmy Galuski, who has struck out twice and grounded into a double play, he's the only Boomer who has not yet reached base. Galuski has struck out twice and bounced into a double play. So that takes away one of the wonderful additions in the Frontier League record book for Peanut Williams of Windy City, who had nine. It was the first Frontier Leaguer ever to have nine RBIs at a game. Pitches up and in for ball one. So essentially his record stood for 15 years because nobody broke it. Five different Frontier Leaguers tied it over the ensuing decade and a half. But Peanut, again spelled P-Nut, Williams of the Thunderbolts. Motto pitch. Kaluski takes high, 2-0. Has his uh, nine RBI record broken by Quincy DePorty with 10 batted in in the first three innings tonight, although Williams still is in the uh, Frontier League record book with six hits in one game. It was that same ball game back in 2004. Two on, two out, 13-6. The Boomers lead in the fifth. And it's two balls, no strikes, other their shortstop, Jimmy Galuski. Here it is. He swings and fouls one back off the end of his bat out of play. What a game. Connor Oliver on deck. Two balls and a strike on Galuski. Seaver sets. Looks to second. And throws. Galuski swings and fists a soft pop-up on a breaking ball in on his hands behind the mound in front of second base. Sakurai angles in and to his left from short. Makes the two-hand catch and the inning is over. Finally, the Grizzlies have a scoreless frame. No runs, two hits, a couple of men left. Last of the fifth is next, 13 to 6. Schaumburg leads on the Grizzlies Media Network. Budweiser presents an important message about friendship. You and me, we were made for love. A lifetime is not long enough to show you what you mean to me. Budweiser knows your friends are counting on you. So, we want you to remember to make a plan to make it home every time you go out. Do whatever it takes to get home safely. Call a friend, arrange for a cab, or designate a driver. Because friends are waiting. Hey, I'm sorry. I decided I shouldn't drive home last night. I stayed at Dave's. I'm back. I'm back. Yeah, I'm back. 
This message is brought to you by your friends at Budweiser. Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. Innovation is growing in the cornfields of America. Family corn farmers have planted more than 1.2 million miles of conservation buffer strips to protect the soil, improve water quality in lakes and streams, and create acres and acres of wildlife habitat. So corn farmers aren't planting just corn. They're planting the seeds for future generations to enjoy what Mother Nature has created for all of us. Discover more at cornfarmerscoalition.org. A message from the Illinois Corn Checkoff. This is Jeff Manzo, and you're listening to Gateway Grizzlies Baseball on the Grizzlies Media Network. Thirteen to six, Schaumburg. As we go to the bottom of the fifth, they got her back with you on the Grizzlies Media Network. Wednesday evening. A record-setting Wednesday evening as it's turned out in Sojane. Story of the ball game without question. The 10 RBIs for Quincy D. Porty. Boomers DH is now four out of four, but drove in 10 in the first three innings alone on a homer, a double, and another homer. Sean Dunstan Jr. leads off the home fifth for the Grizzlies. He has singled and grounded out. He's driven in two. The records watch is remaining. Well, if D. Porty could uh, drive in six more, he would tie the professional record set back in 1902. Righty to lefty, pitch on the way. Sean takes a strike. That was a game in which a player had eight home runs in a row to drive in 16, a 51-3 Texas League ball game, 1902. One strike pitch. Dunstan takes a slider for strike two over the inside. Really good movement on that pitch from Junpei Akanuma. Japanese right-hander on the mound for the Boomers, who came in to pitch the fourth, put up the first zero of the ball game. Grizzlies answered finally with one of the top half of the scoreboard. Two strike pitch. Dunstan checks his swing, takes a tailing fastball off the outside. And it's one and two. Wesley Jones and Andrew Daniel, the follow Dunstan, five, six, seven in the Grizzlies order. Akaduma, the rocker stamp, light kick of the pitch. Dunstan waves and misses over a slider down and in under his hands that got off of Odo's mitt, but he just picks it up and tags Sean out. That's the second Akaduma strikeout. And one gone to the fifth for Jones, who has struck out, reached out a fielder's choice and scored, but he's 0 for 2 with that run. Pitch. Jones takes a curve that backs up just inside. One ball to no strike. What a ball game. What a pitch. Jones swings and fists it foul. First base shot out of play. One at one. So aside from the uh, relative unlikelihood that Deporti gets six more RBIs or more to set the pro record, he still can challenge a couple of other Frontier League records. One of them six runs in a game. He has three through five innings. That seems less likely now. You pretty much have to score every time on base or have extra innings. One on one pitch. Jones bounces it foul up third, one and two, or both for that matter. Niporti, though, still pretty easily could challenge at least tying the Frontier League record for hits in a game, which is six. He has four through five innings and is assured at least one more at bat. In all likelihood, he'll have two more and would need to go six for six. One and two pitch. Jones swings and loops the soft liner over the shortstop. Galuski and into left field for a hit. He's one for three and has hit in seven games in a row now. It's 
So that's uh, been good to see. He's enjoying his the early part of his Grizzlies tenure. Seven game hitting streak for Jones, longest active of the club after Sakurai's six gamer was snapped yesterday. Jones at first one out, Grizzlies down 13 to six, last of the fifth, and the pitch to Andrew Daniel. Fastball runs in and nearly hits him, ball one. Daniel fly to right of the second, then went over the right field fence for a two run homer in the third. He's homered in back to back games after he had to wait about a month and a half between home runs. He now has eight dingers for the year. The 1 0 pitch on the way. Andrew is hit this time on the lower leg. Fastball that comes inside. And there are two Grizzlies on with one out for Cletus Avery, who's been hit by a pitch already and walked. With a run scored, he's still without an official at bat. And again, although things have settled down now here a little bit in the middle innings, it is not at all out of the question the Grizzlies could still battle their way back into this game. Would have helped to uh, not have had the Sean Dunstan Jr. error in the fourth and brought in a couple of extra runs. Remember, only seven or only uh, six, I should say, of the 13 Boomers runs are earned. So actually, we're even on earned runs, six apiece. And Chris Carden, in the end, had the better start than Rosick. Both allowed six earned runs. Carden got through an extra inning. Four innings pitch against Rosick six, or uh, Rosick's three, I should say. The pitch. Avery takes a breaking ball high, ball one. Zach Taylor on deck, then the top of the order, Connor Owings. So if one of the two of them could get on base at least, Owings would bat with the bases loaded. 1-0 pitch. Avery takes a fastball for a strike. No action yet of the Boomers' bullpen. I would think they want to get at least three innings out of Akanuma, even after he threw five innings Sunday. Certainly they want to get through this inning. A one and one delivery to Avery is on the way. And he swings at a fastball, shoots a hard line drive to center, but right at Connor Oliver, who steps in two or three paces and makes the catch. That's unlucky for Avery, who's now 0 for 1. And there are two down with two Grizzlies on for Zach Taylor, who has struck out twice. Both of those at bats against Aaron Rozak, the Boomers starter. Meanwhile, Luis Roman, who will be due up third next inning, is going to come up for the fifth time in six innings for the Boomers. Connor Owings is on deck. It would be his fourth at bat, or a plate appearance at least, over the first five innings. Jones at second. Daniel at first, two down. Grizzlies trail by seven of the fifth. And the pitch. Taylor swings at a fastball, lifts it high and deep right field, but there's room for Hardy to back up in front of the track, makes the catch, and the inning is over. So Taylor puts solid wood on the baseball for the first time tonight, but he flies out to right. No runs, one hit, a couple of men left. We head to the 6th, 13-6 Schaumburg on the Grizzlies Media Network. Consider the cup holder. There's probably one feeling empty next to you right now. No refreshing Pepsi and no hope. Look at it. Really, really look. Are you looking? Just look at it, won't you? All across the country, cup holders just like yours are being abused, deprived of Pepsi, forgotten. Instead of a refreshing Pepsi, some of them are being filled with loose change or crumbled up drive-through receipts or is that a what of used chewing gum? <sighs> Clean your car. But what if you could help? Both of you or all of you, there's really no way for me to know how many of you are in your car. I hope there's not 10 of you. That would be really unsafe. Get a Pepsi and refresh a cup holder's life. Our cup holders and our thirsts are counting on it. In fact, I'm having a refreshing Pepsi right now. Ah, that is refreshing. <clears throat> Pepsi, refresh yourself. Refill your cup holder. One small change can do a lot of good. That's why U.S. Bank proudly invests in communities like yours. 
It's also why we're celebrating good deeds being done nationwide. Because the more good we see, the more we're inspired to do the same thing. So help us spread the goodness. Use the hashtag #CommunityPossible to share a story of one good thing you've done recently. Together, we'll turn one small change from all of us into one big impact in our community. U.S. Bank: The power of possible. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Now back to the ballpark on the Grizzlies Media Network. Jason Seaver back on for a second inning of relief out of the Grizzlies bullpen. We head to the sixth. Gateway trails Schaumburg 13 to six after five complete from GCS Credit Union Ballpark in Soge. Again, we'll be on the air at 6:20 Central Time tomorrow for the Budweiser pregame show. A 6:35 first pitch. Left-hander Jordan Barrett will be on the mound for the Grizzlies. Four and five of the four and a half earned run average. Right-hander Matt Miller will go for the Boomers. He's three and five with a 5.1. Connor Oliver, Alex Poston, and Luis Roman, the eight, nine, and one batter is scheduled for the Boomers in this top of the sixth. Oliver has walked twice and flied to left. He's also been caught stealing and scored a run, so officially 0 for 1. 13 runs on 14 hits for the Boomers, six runs on 10 hits for the Grizzlies, who have made the game's three errors. Lefty to lefty, Seaver deals. Oliver takes low for a ball. So his stretch has now reached 0 for his last 34, and he is still two out of his last 56. Seavers, 1-0 pitch. Oliver shoots a line drive over third base and down the left field line into the corner. So Oliver finally has a base hit, snaps it over 34 skin, and he races into second with a double. So that leaves uh, only Jimmy Golusky and Jack Parenti without hits for the Boomers. Golusky is the only Schaumburg starter who has not reached base. He's nothing out of four. And it brings up Alex Poston, who's two for three. Single strikeout, double and a run score. Let's check in on our Husky Trailways out-of-town scoreboard. In sharp uh, contrast to last night, there's hardly been time to tell you what's going on around the rest of the league because ours has been the highlight of the evening, not only for its overall craziness, but considering uh, the Frontier League record set tonight, Quincy D. Porty, 10 runs batted in. The Boomers up to 15 hits as well, 10 away from the record against the Grizzlies in Gateway franchise history. Poston takes a curve for a strike. Righty batteries behind, nothing at one. Florence a 6-2 win at home over Washington. Lake Erie a 7-2 win at home over Windy City to go with that earlier reported final of River City at home, 6-1 over Joliet. Evansville leads 4-1, six setting at Southern Illinois. So all the favorites have either won or are leading. Slimers at Rascals, game two of their doubleheader tonight, scoreless in the third. Pitches low, 1-1 one one on Poston. One and one pitch. Polston checks his swing and takes a breaking ball down and in. Two balls and a strike. He'll be followed by Luis Roman, the former Grizzly, at the top of the Boomers' order. The Boomers this year had 19 hits in a game on June the 22nd against Southern Illinois. Yesterday, when they hit four homers, that was their uh, single, or uh, their single game high as a team this season. Swing and a miss by Polston on a curve low. Two balls, two strikes.
Saver sets. And the 2-2 two two pitch. Holston bounces it toward first. Dava hop, gloved by Lowry, who says, hold off there, Jason. I got this. And he jogs over to first himself for the three unassisted putout. Oliver scoots up to third. He's there with one out. And the Boomers up 13-6 in the sixth inning. Luis Roman comes up. He's two for three. Double, walk, single, and reached at an error. He has scored three runs. Just putting together an unbelievable series in his return to Soche, although overshadowed today by Quincy Deportes. Truly unbelievable game. That's an overused word in uh, this profession, but 10 RBIs in three innings. Virtually impossible to believe if you didn't see it happen. Or hopefully if you heard it happen. Presumably you trust me enough that I wouldn't lie to you. Swinging a bouncing ball back to the mound. Seaver grabs it off a sharp hop and turns and throws to first to get Roman. Oliver holds it third. So Roman retired. And there are two down. Clint Hardy will bat. Time called. Zach Taylor, Grizzlies catcher, out to have a conversation. Hardy has struck out, reached out an error, singled and grounded out. He's one of four with a couple of runs scored. Left-hander against right-hander, see for the stretch and the pitch. Hardy takes outside a ball. Oliver, third, two down, 13-6, Schaumburg in the sixth. Now the 1-0 pitch. Hardy swings and pops it foul. Right shot out of play, 1-1. One one. So if Oliver is stranded, that would be one of the three runners the Boomers need to assure that Quincy Deporti will come up two more times in this game. He's guaranteed another at bat, but he would need two in order to get to six hits and tie the Frontier League record. He's at four right now in four at bats. Home run, double home run, at which point he had set the Frontier League record with 10 RBIs in three innings. He added a rather harmless single in the fifth. Triple away from the cycle, and he needs two more bats to get to six hits. One on one pitch. Hardy swings and misses at a fastball high and outside. Two ball or uh, one ball and two strikes. As it was, he had the Frontier League batting average lead by 11 points over his teammate Jack Parenti coming into this game, and it's growing. His advantage. A one and two pitch on the way. Hardy waves and misses in front of a changeup low and outside and strikes out. A couple of Ks for Seaver and a pair of scoreless hittings. A double for Oliver to lead off the frame, but he's stranded at third. We head to the last of the six. 13-6 boomers on the Grizzlies Media Network. A Budweiser, a burger, and Thomas Red. When you wake up in a different city every day, there's a comfort in being able to count on something familiar. And for me, that's a Budweiser and a burger. Los Angeles, Chicago, El Paso, big or small, loud or quiet, a bud and a burger remind me who I am and to keep doing my thing. They take me back home. The best way to get my friends and family over to my house is to tell them that I'm about to grill some burgers and drink some bud. Nothing fancy, nothing forced, no lights, no noise, no backstage pass required. That's a Budweiser and a burger. Cheers. This Bud's for you. 
Enjoy responsibly. Budweiser Beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. GCS Credit Union offers Kasasa Cash Back, a free checking account that gives you cash back on all of your debit card purchases, not just on gas or groceries or restaurants. There are no points and no category restrictions, just pure cash back. You also get ATM fee refunds nationwide, and there is no minimum balance required to earn rewards. None of that, you must have $5,000 in the account to qualify business. Qualifications and rules apply. See Financial Institution for details. Member NCUA insured. This is Jason Siever, and you're listening to Gateway Grizzlies Baseball on the Grizzlies Media Network. tonight on those 1427 got to see frontier league history quincy d40 drove in 10 runs in the first three innings to set a new frontier league single game record and it's a 13-6 boomers lead as we head to the bottom of the six with the top of the grizzlies order scheduled the bat lefty hitter cotter owings has homered doubled and struck out looking he's two for three with a couple of runs batted in right hitter jumpe akanuma delivers a fastball that owings bounces sharply fouled off the first base side down toward the Grizzlies' bullpen, where Grizzlies' right-hander Dakota Smith has started to throw. It was fielded, though, protecting both him and gateway backup catcher Isaiah Cullum, who's warming up with him, by Gunnar Buner, Grizzlies' utility man, who is on the injured list for the moment. Pitch to Owings. Backdoor slider taken for strike two. Owings was the first Grizzly to see Akanuma when he entered in the bottom of the fourth. Cotter struck out looking. Akanuma works from the first base out of the rubber. Rocker step. The kick of the 0-2 pitch. Owing swings at a slider, shoots a one-hopper sharply to second, but his backhanded smoothly belt high by Polston, and he flips to first to retire Cotter for the first down. So that brings up Brent Sakurai, who singled and scored to the first, grounded back to the mound of the second, singled again to the fourth. He's two for three. Three different Grizzlies, Owing, Sakurai, and Woodcock, the top three batters in the order, have multi-hit games. Sakurai tried to become the first Grizzly with three hits tonight. Infield plays him slightly to pull, in particular the second baseman Polston shades him up the middle, where he went with his infield single in the first. Pitch is popped up, foul ground first base side, might be playable in front of the Grizzlies' dugout. Nick Odo is over for it, but it is out of play in the end. Just over the screen on top of the dugout. No balls, one strike on sack, one out, nobody on. Gateway down 13 to six. In the bottom of the sixth setting, having been out hit 15 to 10. Really not all that bad, especially because the Grizzlies have hit for some power of their own. But three errors have hurt them. One strike pitch now. Sakurai takes up and away. And the count is even a ball than a strike. Akaduma has looked really good out of the Boomers' bullpen. He's thrown 32 pitches, 25 strikes. That was only his seventh pitch outside the zone thus far in two and a third innings. One and one delivery now to Sack. Slider swung on a miss. Brent chased at it outside. That slider is really, really good. Lots of late movement down and away from right-handers. And he's thrown it to lefties, too. It's good enough that he can throw it down and into left-handed batters. He has that much trust in it. 
Because that's a dangerous pitch to throw. If you hang it, it leaks over the middle inside, doesn't move that much. It's in the lefty batter's wheelhouse. What a two pitch. Fastball taken just low, ball two. Or if it breaks too much, you pull it and get your release point late as a right-handed pitcher, you're going to hit a lefty batter down and in. But he's thrown it both as a backdoor pitch and even more than that as an under-the-hands pitch against left-handed hitters. Wind up and the 2-2 two and two offering. Sakurai swings at a slider that hung a little bit, loops it into shallow left. Parenti sprints in, still coming, reaches down and makes the belt-high basket catch, making it more of a knee-high basket catch as he was stopping. And there are two down. Sakurai two out of four. And here comes Dustin Woodcock with the bases clear. He has singled twice, popped a second, scored a run back in the third inning. Still sitting on 10 home runs for the year. One off Luke Lowry's team lead. Owings now tied with Woodcock at 10 homers for second on the team. And Andrew Daniel now with home runs in back-to-back games ranks fourth on the club with eight this year. For a while, it looked like the Grizzlies might not have anyone reach double digits. Woodcock takes outside a ball. Now they've had three in double figures in home runs and very well could have four or five. Daniel has eight, Dunstan has seven. Two outs, bases empty, 13-6, Schaumburg, last of the sixth. And Akanuma's 1-0 pitch. Woodcock grounds a chirp to the second base right at Polston, who gathers it in after a slight shovel to his right and flips to first to retire Woodcock. So the top third of the Grizzlies order goes 1-2-3, a third straight zero on the board for Akanuma since he entered. Three scoreless innings, and it's taken him... Uh, not even 40 pitches, so good work from the Japanese right-hander. We have the 7-13-6, the Schaumburg lead. Dakota Smith coming in on the Grizzlies Media Network. One small change can do a lot of good. That's why U.S. Bank proudly invests in communities like yours. It's also why we're celebrating good deeds being done nationwide, because the more good we see, the more we're inspired to do the same thing. So help us spread the goodness. Use the hashtag #CommunityPossible to share a story of one good thing you've done recently. Together, we'll turn one small change from all of us into one big impact in our community. U.S. Bank, the power of possible. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. The Grizzlies Baseball Academy at GCS Ballpark is where tomorrow's stars train today. We specialize in professional baseball instruction and offer group, semi-private, and private lessons taught by experienced instructors and the most realistic hitting experience you'll find, the ProBatter PX2. The ProBatter PX2 features a multi-pitch machine with synchronized video display to simulate live Major League quality pitching. To schedule your lesson, call 618-781-8170 or visit grizzliesbaseballacademy.com. That's 618-781-8170 or grizzliesbaseballacademy.com. Innovation is growing in the cornfields of America. Over the past 12 years, America's family corn farmers have produced the 12 largest corn crops in history, and they've done it with less fertilizer, fewer chemicals, and less land. Using groundbreaking technology and new management practices to grow food, feed, fuel, and fiber. In other words, America's family corn farmers continue to grow corn better than anyone else and better than ever before. Discover more at cornfarmerscoalition.org. A message from the Illinois Corn Checkoff. You're listening to Gateway Grizzlies Baseball on the Grizzlies Media Network. Dakota Smith escaped the Grizzlies bullpen. See if you can escape Twisted Key Escape Rooms in Collegeville. For more information, visit twistedkeyescape.com. Jason Seaver, a couple of scoreless innings on three hits, two strikeouts, no walks, 33 pitches, 21 strikes. He gives way to the right-hander Smith as we go to the seventh inning with Schaumburg ahead 13-6. Smith, a 5'10", 195-pound, 26-year-old from Leavenworth, Kansas, appearing for the 42nd time this year, all in relief. 1-2 record, a 3.97 run average. 
Sets above the belt and deals out of the stretch to the lefty batter Jack Parenti, who takes a fastball strike on the inside. Parenti will be followed by the man of the night, Quincy Porty, and then Matt Rose. Three, four, and five, the Boomers order. Over 43 innings, Smith has struck out 44, walked 19. The league has a 258 batting average against him. And the Otters scored against him over an inning of work on Sunday. Swinging a foul back by Parenti 0 2. Dakota has scattered hits more successfully and had a really good run in early August, but has been scored upon two of his last three outings. Three runs, two earned August 15th at Lake Erie over one inning. Had an earned run on two hits over an inning of work in the Grizzlies' 11-6 defeat at the Otters' historic bossy field Sunday. Two-strike delivery now to Parenti, and he takes inside a ball. Parenti has reached at an error, a fielder's choice, and a walk. He struck out his last time, 0 for 3, but he has scored three runs. Grizzlies infield plays him a touch to pull. The first baseman, Lowry, in particular, is very deep and just about on the foul line. Smith's one and two pitch to Parenti is on the way. Fastball chopped toward third of a high first hop. Jones takes it to the bill of his cap, rifles to first a little low. Lowry makes the ankle high catch, and Parenti is retired. He is now nothing out of four, but does have that walk. And now Quincy Neporti will bat, and the pressure is on him in his pursuit of a second Frontier League record, or at least tying one tonight. First three innings, home run, double, home run. Three-run shot, a three-run double, and then a grand slam. So he set a Frontier League record with 10 runs batted in just in the first three innings. He then singled in the fifth, so he's four out of four. Nobody in a Frontier League gamer has ever had more than six hits. It's been done twice. Right-hander against right-hander. Smith sets, and a pitch. He poured, he takes a fastball strike. And one boomer has already reached. If Neporty were to come up with a hit and then not be retired to the base pass, that would mean only one other boomer would have to reach to secure him a sixth plate appearance. One strike delivery it is a slider that he pops up foul down the right side out of play. So no balls, two strikes. Smith is a strike away from getting him. But Neporty uh, was behind in the count and had two strikes on him back in the fifth inning when he singled his last time. One out, base is clear. 13-6, Schaumburg in the seventh. Smith sets. That is two-strike offering on the way. Neporty takes a fastball high and outside. One ball, two strikes. Smith works from over on the first base out of the rubber. Bearded right-hander pitches only from the stretch. Sets above the belt and brings it home. Neporty takes just off the outside corner. They talk in the major leagues about the calls you get as an established all-star, even more as a future Hall of Famer late on in your career. Well, that's the call you get when you're four for four and you have 10 RBIs because that was a strike. It certainly was based on the Frontier League strike zone, which typically gives a ball or two off the outside. Two balls, two strikes. Smith is ready, and he throws. The 40 takes, strike three called this time over the outside. That was in the same spot. Chris Dykeman said four for four buys you one of those, not two. And Eporty goes down looking. First strikeout for Smith. Eighth for Grizzlies pitching against four walks. Every Grizzly strikeout brought to you by Julie. The Illinois One Call system. Know what's below before you dig. Always call Julie at 811 or visit IllinoisOneCall.com. And I think Zach Taylor might have been still talking about that. He turned around his, and lifted his mask up, and he didn't seem agitated about it. He was talking to Dankman, but it looked like he was confirming 
saying something along the lines of maybe those uh, two pitches were in the same place. So I'm going to miss my Matt Rose strike one. So Smith looking for the Grizzlies' first one, two, three pitching inning of the night. He brings it back to Rose, who swings at a slider, dumps it in front of the plate, and it's picked up by Taylor, but it had bounced just foul. It spun off to the first base side. Looked like Taylor still thought it was in there. But it's 0-2. Boomers 13, Grizzlies 6, top of the seventh. Two outs, nobody on. No balls, two strikes now on Rose, who has doubled, singled, struck out, and reached out a fielder's choice. He's 2 out of 4. Smith into the stretch. A long hold in the pitch. Rose swings at a fastball, fouls it back. Pitch is low and outside, a ball. And it's one and two. Nobody on, two down. Smith ready. And the pitch. Rose swings and misses. Fastball over the outside, and he could not get it. Back-to-back K's for Smith, a couple in the inning. And a one, two, three frame. The first a Grizzlies pitcher has delivered tonight. Time to stretch in Sojay. 13-6, the Schaumburg lead on the Grizzlies Media Network. A Budweiser. A burger and Thomas Red. When you wake up in a different city every day, there's a comfort in being able to count on something familiar. And for me, that's a Budweiser and a burger. Los Angeles, Chicago, El Paso, big or small, loud or quiet, a Bud and a burger remind me who I am and to keep doing my thing. They take me back home. The best way to get my friends and family over to my house is to tell them that I'm about to grill some burgers and drink some Bud. Nothing fancy, nothing forced, no lights, no noise, no backstage pass required. That's a Budweiser and a burger. Cheers. This Bud's for you. Enjoy responsibly. Budweiser beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. At ServPro, no home is too big and no question is too small. So when fire or water damage strikes your home or business, call on the cleanup team. The insurance industry has trusted for more than 40 years at 1-800-ServPro and ServPro.com. That's where you'll find a team of specialists that's faster to any size disaster. So when the things matter most are on the line, make sure we are too by calling 1-800-ServPro or visiting ServPro.com. Helping make fire and water damage like it never happened happened. Franchises are independently owned and operated. This is Sean Denson Jr. and you are listening to Gateway Grizzly Baseball on the Grizzly Media Network. Number 13 at Gateway 6 as we hit the bottom of the seventh inning from GCS Credit Union Ballpark in Sojay where the Boomers have made a pitching change. Junpei Ankanuma is finished after three scoreless innings. He allowed a couple of hits, struck out two. 
did not walk anybody. And he gives away to the right-hander, Trevin Eubank, 6'2", 245-pound rookie from Niceville, Florida. He is 22 years old. No record, a 3.85-earned average. It's his eighth appearance, all out of the Boomer's pen. Nine and a third innings. He struck out nine, walked three, and the league is hitting 368 against him. Akanuma, by the way, threw his three scoreless innings on only 37 pitches, 28 were strikes. He was uh, very good out of the Boomer's bullpen. Easily the most impressive pitcher who has appeared so far tonight, although credit is uh, due as well to the Grizzlies relievers, Jason Sieber and Dakota Smith, who combined have tossed three scoreless innings in their own right. But uh, Akanuma looked like he probably had the best stop of the night. Luke Lowry, Sean Dunstan Jr., and Wesley Jones, the Grizzlies four, five, and six hitters scheduled in the bottom of the seventh against the new right-hander Eubanks. Right-hander against right-hander, Eubanks sets, first base out of the slab and deals. Lowry swings and fouls it back to the top of the screen. Lucas got it into a double play, then doubled in the third and popped a short his last time in the fourth. He's one for three. Pitch is low. One ball, one strike the count. Luke at open stance, back of the box, better the knees. Rest about at his shoulder, right side. Eubanks set to the shoulders and deals. Lowry takes a curve that stayed high. Two balls, one strike on Luke. Gives us a chance to talk a little bit now that this game has settled down about the pace Lowry's on. He's hit in three games in a row now. Had a great series over the weekend at Evansville. Five out of 11. Home run, a couple of doubles. He drove in four and walked once. Also stole the base. Two and one pitch. Lowry takes outside a fastball, three and one. So not counting tonight. Over Luke's last eight series, 22 games, he's hitting 380 with six home runs and 18 RBIs. He has a 500 on base percentage of that stretch. His OPS is almost 1,200, and he's eight for eight on the base pass. Three and one pitch. Fastball driven, right center field and deep. Lowry likes it out of the box, and it is gone. So the homer for Luke Lowry, his team leading 12th of the year, and he stays hot. Schaumburg 13, Gateway 7 in the seventh inning. Lowry just will not stop. Another pair of extra base hits. His last four games, he has two homers and five total extra base hits. A month ago, on July 20th, Luke Lowry was hitting 212. His on base was 276. His OPS was 600. Pitch to Dunstan is taken outside of all. On August 20th, yesterday, before today's game, 260 average, raised that 48 points. 344 on base percentage. The pitch, swinging a foul back. He raised that 68 points. And a 424 slugging percentage up 100 points for a 768 OPS. So over a month, he raised his OPS 168 points. Prior to this game, where he's been fantastic again, two out of four with a double and a home run. Pitch to Dunstan is outside, two and one. Prior to this game, he had already, over the last month, been hitting 380, 500 OBP, 
had an OPS almost 1,200. Those numbers are going to go up. The OBP would stay at 500, of course. He's reached base twice in four plate appearances. Two and one pitch. Dunstan takes low, ball three. Sean has singled, grounded out, and struck out. One for three with a couple of runs batted in. But Lowry now would be at, over his last 23 games, almost a 400 batting average. 500 on base, almost a 700 slugging percentage. Down it in, ball four, and Dunstan has a walk. And that's incredible for any player to hit 400 over a month, have an OPS over 1,200 for a month, reach base half the time. Incredible. When you take into account that before this hot streak started, Luke was hitting 212 and barely reaching base a quarter of the time, it is unfathomable what he's done over the last 23 games, or his last 23 games, anyway. Here's Wesley Jones, who struck out, reached out a fielder's choice, and singled one for three with a run. Pitch to him is a fastball, and he swings and misses strike one. 13-7 boomers. Nobody out does it at first, a run already across in the bottom of the seventh. Grizzlies try to battle back a little bit. Still a few bloops and a blast away. Eubank sets at a pitch. Jones takes a knee-high fastball, strike two. But Andrew Daniel on deck already has a homer, one of three for the Grizzlies tonight. Owings, Daniel, and Lowry have all gone deep. Two-strike pitch down the way. Jones takes down and away, and it's one and two. Grizzlies now have 23 home runs this month in 21 days of August. Their most powerful month of the season. Lowry has seven in the month of August in three weeks. What a two-pitch. Dunstan runs, slider down and outside, off Odo's mid to the backstop, and Dunstan goes in standing up. And as with every steal, the rest of the way, Sean Dunstan Jr. sets a new Grizzlies single-season record, breaking his own. He's now at 33 for the year on 38 attempts. He's in scoring position, nobody out. Two balls, two strikes, the count on Jones. And former Grizzly Thomas Nicole has begun to throw in the Grizzlies' bull, or in the uh, Boomers' bullpen, I should say. Two balls, two strikes. Eubank sets a look to second, and he throws. Jones swings, breaks his bat at a fisted bouncer to shortstop. Over to his left, it's pulled in by Galuski. He throws to first, and Jones is out. Dunstan holds at second base. One away now in this seventh inning, and Andrew Daniel will come up. He's one for two, a fly to right, a two-run homer, and a hit by pitch. We can go to our Husky Tramway's out-of-town scoreboard again. Joliet has taken a one-nothing lead in game two of the doubleheader at River City in the fourth inning. Evansville still up 4-1 at Southern Illinois in the seventh at Rentwood Park. Pitch to Daniel, who swung on it, popped up. High left side, foul, grounded out of play. Towering fly ball, but it will just get out of play. One ball, or no balls, one strike. Florence already won at home, 6-2 over Washington. Lake Erie, 7-2 at home over Windy City. At River City, 6-1 in game one at home over Joliet. So for the moment, Evansville is a half game, or uh, tied with Florence for first place in the West. River City a half game behind. But the Otters and the Rascals still playing tonight. The Boomers are four and a half back in second place behind Lake Erie in the east, but with this 13-7 lead in the seventh. One out, Dunson at second. One strike pitch from Eubanks to Daniel is on the way. Andrew takes, just low, one and one. 
Daniel's home run was his second in as many days and games in this series. He has eight now for the year. Behind only Lowry, Owings, and Woodcock. Pitch on the way. Swung on a rip down the third baseline, just foul wide of the bag, and it goes down where it's fielded by Thomas DeCall, warming up at the Boomers' bullpen. One ball, two strikes on Daniel. It looks like he is hitting the ball really hard. And he had a, a pretty good fly ball to the right as well in the second inning over toward the uh, foul line that almost dropped in for him. Wasn't hit all that hard, but it, it uh, could have dropped in for a base hit. Clint Hardy had to come a long way to make the catch. Eubanks deals. Daniel takes a breaking ball, strike three call of the inside corner. First strikeout for Eubanks. And the sixth for the Boomers as a pitching staff against two walks. So Cletus Avery will bat. I want to remind you again, as uh, Evansville is taking a 5-1 lead now in the seventh at Southern Illinois on the Husky Trailways out-of-town scoreboard. On the road, the Grizzlies trust Husky Trailways. You can, too, at huskybuzz.com. 13 runs on 15 hits for the visiting Boomers, 7 runs on 11 hits for the Grizzlies, who have made all three errors tonight. Now, that's the difference. Right-hander to right-hander. Eubank sets and a pitch. Avery takes a curve that backs up inside, ball one. If you took away the unearned runs in this game, the Grizzlies would be ahead 7-6. to six. But seven unearned runs for the Boomers, and they lead it 13-7 to seven in the seventh. Dunson at second, two down. The pitch. Avery takes a fastball outside, 2-0. Oh. Cleet is 0-1. A line out to center his last time. Before that, he was hit by a pitch and also walked. He has scored a run. If you go in the Grizzlies clubhouse, which you won't because you're not allowed to go in there, but if you did... You would see a sign on the uh, on the bathroom in the Grizzlies clubhouse. It's just a, a white piece of paper with blue marker on it that says cleats cuts. 2-0 pitch is outside, ball three, with an open sign dangling from it, put up there very eloquently with masking tape. And uh, Cletus has been uh, cutting hair across the Grizzlies roster. I know Ian Kahaloa and Isaiah Cullum have both taken part. 3-0 pitch is taken for a strike up the outside. And according to Sean Dunstan Jr., Avery is uh, quite good at it. Might have to feature him uh, giving somebody a haircut. Three and one pitch. Avery takes a fastball that bounces in past Odo all the way to the backstop. It's a walk for Avery and it moves Dunstan up to third on a wild pitch. Grizzlies on the corners with Zach Taylor coming up. He struck out in his first two at-bats then flied out to deep right his last time. 0 for three though. And again, this could get interesting. If Taylor could find a way on and bring up Connor Owings, Grizzlies could make this an interesting ball game, but Jamie Bennett is out of the Boomers' dugout on the third base out, and he's going to make a move to former Grizzly Thomas Nicole. Right-hander out of his bullpen will be coming on. Two Grizzlies aboard, two out, one run across, and it's a 13-7 Schaumburg lead now in the seventh. Back after this on the Grizzlies Media Network. Innovation is growing in the cornfields of America. Over the past 12 years, America's family corn farmers have produced the 12 largest corn crops in history, and they've done it with less fertilizer, fewer chemicals, and less land. Using groundbreaking technology and new management practices to grow food, feed, fuel, and fiber. In other words, America's family corn farmers continue to grow corn better than anyone else and better than ever before. Discover more at cornfarmerscoalition.org. A message from the Illinois Corn Checkoff. 
The Grizzlies Baseball Academy at GCS Ballpark is where tomorrow's stars train today. We specialize in professional baseball instruction and offer group, semi-private, and private lessons taught by experienced instructors and the most realistic hitting experience you'll find, the ProBatter PX2. The ProBatter PX2 features a multi-pitch machine with synchronized video display to simulate live Major League quality pitching. To schedule your lesson, call 618-781-8170 or visit grizzliesbaseballacademy.com. That's 618-781-8170 or grizzliesbaseballacademy.com. GCS Credit Union offers Kasasa Cash Back, a free checking account that gives you cash back on all of your debit card purchases, not just on gas or groceries or restaurants. There are no points and no category restrictions, just pure cash back. You also get ATM fee refunds nationwide, and there is no minimum balance required to earn rewards. None of that, you must have $5,000 in the account to qualify business. Qualifications and rules apply. See financial institution for details. Member NCUA insured. You're listening to Gateway Grizzlies Baseball on the Grizzlies Media Network. Schaumburg 13, Gateway 7, a couple of Grizzlies on base, Dunstan at third and Avery at first with two down in this bottom of the seventh inning. And Zach Taylor, the Grizzlies' number nine batter and catcher, will be scheduled to hit against former Grizzly, 5'11", 195-pound right-hander Thomas DeCole, 23-year-old from Tallahassee, Florida. This is his third appearance with the Boomers since the Grizzlies traded him to Schaumburg along with Luis Roman. After last weekend series, no record, no earned run average. He has appeared twice, two and two-thirds innings, struck out four, walked one, and given up a couple of hits. With the Grizzlies, three and three record, and earned run average exactly four, over 20 appearances, six starts. He tossed 60 and two-thirds innings, 73 strikeouts, 18 walks, and the league hit 237 against him. And again, this year, particularly Jamie Smart of Southern Illinois and Luis Roman, now of Schaumburg, the headers the Grizzlies have traded away have come back and absolutely punished them in this ballpark. See if Nicole can do the same on the mound. First and third, two down. Grizzlies down by six in the seventh. Right-hander to right-hander. Nicole sets above the belt at his pitch. Taylor swings, grounds one sharply down the third baseline. A fair ball past the dive of Roman into the corner. It kicks back into left field. One run is in. Avery stops at third. Taylor pulls in a second with an RBI double. The Grizzlies trail 13-8. to eight. At the top of the order, Connor Owings is coming up. First hit of the game for Taylor. RBI double. And the Grizzlies try to threaten now. That run charged to Trevin Eubanks. Two-thirds of an inning, one run, or uh, two runs both earned for the moment on one hit. One strikeout, two walks, 24 pitches, 10 strikes. He's still responsible for Avery at third. Owings is two out of four, a home run and a double. A couple of runs batted in so far tonight. And if he could get into one here, he could really make this game interesting. And the Grizzlies are one base runner away in this inning from creating a save situation. Right-hander Nicole out of the stretch with the first base out of the rubber against the lefty batter Owings. The set and the pitch. Connor takes a changeup low, ball one. Wind is blowing out a little bit to right field as well. Owings 10 home runs now for the year. And he's hit two in the last two series. Nicole the stretch and the 1-0 pitch. Cotter swings and fouls it back. One ball, one strike. That was a big cut, and he was on it. Just missed it a little bit. And skimmed it to the bottom of the screen. Brent Sakurai on deck, then Dustin Woodcock, who represents the uh, potential tying run for the moment in the hole, also has big-time home run power. Something about the way this game has gone says the Grizzlies are not yet out of it. 
Nicole Reddy. A look to third, and he throws. Owings waves and misses. He chased a breaking ball to O. One ball, two strikes. Avery at third, Taylor at second, two down. Schaumburg 13, Gateway 8 in the last of the seventh. First two runs to go to the scoreboard since the top of the fourth. The first seven half innings, runs went up continuously. And then we had uh, six scoreless half innings to follow those before the Grizzlies have scored here in the bottom of the seventh with a couple of runs. Nicole sets, and the one and two pitch to Owings after a long hold, now on the way. Connor swings and ticks it back at Odo's mid-strike three. That's a tough one. Would have been one of the Grizzlies' best chances to get back in this game. It's a strikeout for Nicole. He allows one inherited runner to score. The Grizzlies score two on a couple of hits. Luke Lowry home run and a Zach Taylor RBI double, but leave two men in scoring position. Gateway is stranded eight in seven innings tonight. 13-8, the Schaumburg lead as we move to the eighth inning on the Grizzlies Media Network. Every time you grab an ice-cold 20-ounce Pepsi, you'll find a Pepsi emoji on the side of the bottle. A little design that expresses something fun and unique. Pepsi has literally hundreds of different ones. So while the Pepsi delivers this, the Pepsi emoji delivers this. open a Pepsi and tell the world how you feel and what you love with Pepsi emojis because every Pepsi emoji says something a little different about you whether you're a big sports fan you're into the arts love summer fun music concerts or just walking your dog Pepsi has you covered with a Pepsi emoji that says it just the right way <laughs> Pepsi emojis say it with Pepsi I'm Meg <laughs> Megan. That's my neighbor on her patio, which is OMG, stop. right next to mine. I want to buy a home, but I want something specific. Quiet plus outdoor space to relax. I'm using the U.S. Bank loan portal for my mortgage because I can check in on the process from anywhere, which makes it that much simpler and more convenient to buy. Your home, your mortgage, your way. Go to usbank.com to learn more. U.S. Bank, the power of possible. Loan approval subject to credit approval and program guidelines. Interest rates and program terms subject to change without notice. Mortgage and deposit products offered by U.S. Bank National Association. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. This is Brent Sakurai, and you're listening to the Gateway Grizzlies Baseball on the Grizzlies Media Network. Dakota Smith back to the mound for the Grizzlies as we head to the eighth inning with Gateway trailing Schaumburg 13-8. Nick Hatter back with you on the Grizzlies Media Network this evening from Sojay, where we've had 21 combined runs on 27 combined hits, although the game has settled down considerably. Since uh, Quincy D. Porty had 10 RBIs in the first three innings to set a Frontier League record. So now it's Dakota Smith. who struck out a couple of men in a 1-2-3-7th inning. He'll face Nick Odo, Jimmy Galuski, and Connor Oliver, these six, seven, and eight batters for the Boomers in the visitors' aid. Schomburg trying to make it back-to-back -back wins in this series, get back to 43-43 and 43 for the year, and remain within four games of Lake Erie atop the East Division. Take a look at our Husky Trailways out-of-town scoreboard where Southern Illinois has scored at the bottom of the seventh and now trails Evansville 5-2 at Red One Park in Marion. Two on and two out for the Miners with Kyle Davis. 
their powerful infielder batting. River City has scored twice in the bottom of the fourth to take the lead at home, trying to sweep a double header against Joliet. Pitch to Odo. Fastball taken for a strike. Rascals up 2-1 now in the fourth. And if they could sweep that doubleheader and the Miners were to come back and beat Evansville, the Rascals would take over sole possession of uh, first place. Pitch is taken outside, one and one. So we'll have to stick around to that GCS Credit Union postgame show and give you the standings, at least as they are. We might not have final scores to report from either of those games. But perhaps we'll be able to give you a, a best guess. And then tomorrow, the Budweiser pregame show, one and one pitch is swung out and missed, one and two. And we'll give you an update. There should be plenty of movement around that West Division. Lots going on today. 6.20, our Budweiser pregame show tomorrow, ahead of a 6.35. First pitch in the finale of this series. Grizzlies will be trying to, in all likelihood, stave off a sweep. Left-hander Jordan Barrett for the Grizzlies against right-hander Matt Miller for the Boomers. Now the 1-2 pitch. Odo takes, strike three called, fastball over the inside. He knew it all the way. He's now three out of five. That's three strikeouts in a row for Smith, who's retired all four boomers he's faced. One down to the eighth. For the Grizzlies pitching staff, ten strikeouts against four walks. All ten of those strikeouts brought to you by Julie. The Illinois one-call system. Safe digging is no accident. Before you dig, call 811 or go to IllinoisOneCall.com. That's Illinois, the number one call.com. Here's the righty batter, Jimmy Galuski, who struck out twice, bounced into a double play, and popped up to short. So he's yet to uh, leave the infield. And he has not reached base. The only Boomers starter who hasn't. Pitch to him is taken for a strike out of the outside. No action in the Grizzlies bullpen. Looks like Smith is going to finish this inning. And if I were a betting man, I'd say probably Grant Black for the ninth. Although he threw a couple of innings Sunday at Evansville. The pitch. Swung on a miss by Galuski. No balls, two strikes. Stroud threw only 14 pitches last night. I wonder if he could be an option. and 2 on Galuski. One out, bases clear, 13-8 boomers in the eighth. Smith sets above the belt, and the pitch. Galuski takes a fastball just low for a ball. Connor Oliver is on deck. Still in the bottom of the seventh in Marion where Davis reached on a walk, so the bases are loaded for the Miners down by three with two out to the seventh against Evansville at home. Now the one and two pitch. Galuski swings and lifts a fly ball into medium deep center. Dunstan backpedals a few steps. He's there, makes the catch. So five up and five down for Smith since he entered. And two away in the eighth inning with Connor Oliver coming up. He's one for two, a double and a couple of walks. He has scored a run and been caught trying to steal. The batter now for the Miners is Sparks. Powerful hitter. But he strikes out on three pitches, and that inning is over. So it's still going to the eighth. Evansville five at Southern Illinois two. At Route 1 Park in Marion, a game of significant consequence in the West Division. Speaking of significant West Division consequence, River City scored another run before finishing the bottom of the fourth. Right-hander to left-hander. Smith delivers to Connor Oliver now, and he swings and misses at a fastball for a strike. So headed to the fifth at Carshield Field in O'Fallon, it's the Rascals three and the Slammers one. River City now nine outs away from sweeping a doubleheader over the Slammers, going for a series sweep tomorrow. Smith sets, and the pitch. Oliver takes low, one ball, one strike. So if Evansville holds on to that lead, lead rather, and everything holds, 
the Otters would remain a half game ahead of River City, which would move from third to second. And despite Florence winning, the Otters would gain a half a game on the Freedom, who would then be in third place a game back. And the Miners would fall to four games behind the West Division lead and three behind the Frontier League playoffs. Pitch outside. Two and one the count. At this point, it seems likely, not a certainty, but likely Lake Erie will win the East. And if those scores do hold tonight, the Miners will pretty much need a win tomorrow to keep themselves right in the thick of that West Division conversation. Two and one pitch. Oliver takes a strike of the knees. Late call by Chris Dykeman. It's two and two. But if the Miners were to lose this game or they're trailing tonight and then again tomorrow against Evansville, they would fall to five back of the division, and that would pretty much put them out of West Division title contention. And potentially, they would fall four games back of the playoffs, which would be, would be rather difficult to overcome in the final week and a half of the year. Two and two pinch. Oliver fouls it off his front foot of the box. Didn't even react. Looked like that would, would have been painful. Must have got him off the inside of that leg guard. Check in on the Miners' schedule. And uh, obviously they'll be frustrated because coming into this game, they would have been uh, a game ahead of Lake Erie for first place in the East with their record. Can't control that. They do have Washington on the road this weekend. Team toward the bottom of the standings. Then at home to play Lake Erie and then Evansville, the final six of the year at Rent One Park. Two and two pitch. Oliver takes just outside, perhaps, maybe low. That looked pretty good, especially in a 13-8 game, although the Grizzlies can respect Chris Dykeman keeping a solid strike zone. They would ask humbly that that continue in the home half of these innings. We've had a lot, quite a few lightning flashes around the ballpark of late. So hopefully we're able to finish this game, especially if the Grizzlies can uh, mount some kind of comeback. The pitch. Oliver takes strike three, called over the inside. Four strikeouts for Smith, two apiece in a pair of one, two, three innings. A couple looking, six up and six down for the Grizzlies right-hander. All those strikeouts brought to you by Julie, the Illinois one-call system. Last of the eighth is next, 13 to eight, the Schaumburg lead on the Grizzlies media network. GCS Credit Union offers Kasasa Cash Back, a free checking account that gives you cash back on all of your debit card purchases, not just on gas or groceries or restaurants. There are no points and no category restrictions, just pure cash back. You also get ATM fee refunds nationwide, and there is no minimum balance required to earn rewards. None of that, you must have $5,000 in the account to qualify business. Qualifications and rules apply. See Financial Institution for details. Member NCUA insured. The National Baseball Hall of Fame and Museum in Cooperstown is the place where baseball legends live forever. It's where the exciting moments of today stand along the iconic tales of the past. With new exhibits and artifacts telling incredible stories, the Baseball Hall of Fame and Museum is a must-see destination for fans of all ages. Baseball in Cooperstown. Oh, my. Plan your visit today. Check out BaseballHall.org. Innovation is growing in the cornfields of America, and it's making a huge difference in America's balance of trade. One-third of the world's corn exports come from the United States. In fact, America's corn farmers exported $6.4 billion worth of corn last year, one of the few U.S. products with a trade surplus. So when America's family corn farmers bring in their golden crop each year, they're also doing their part to put our nation in the black. Discover more at cornfarmerscoalition.org. A message from the Illinois Corn Checkoff. 
Now back to the ballpark on the Grizzlies Media Network. Brent Zachary leads off the home half of the eighth inning for the Grizzlies, trailing Schaumburg 13-8 against his former teammate, right-hander uh, Thomas Nicole on the mound for Schaumburg. He works for the first base side of the rubber, the wind-up of the pitch. Sakurai takes a fastball high for ball one. Brent has singled twice with a run scored, two of four tonight. Dustin Woodcock, Luke Lowry to follow him. A couple of powerful Grizzlies who could get Gateway back into this ball game with six outs left with which to work, trailing by five runs. Now the pitch. Swing on a fly ball, high and a medium deep center field. Oliver waters a few steps to his right, then a couple of steps back and makes in the end a very awkward catch over his shoulder. It looked like that ball drifted on him a little bit. The wind is blowing a bit harder out to right center field. So perhaps it got a little more of a push than Oliver expected, but one away in the eighth, and here's Woodcock. By the way, as expected, Grizzlies right-hander Grant Black has begun to throw in the gateway bullpen. Here's the lefty batter, Woodcock. Open stance back of the box. Not leading back as much as he did early on in his Grizzlies tenure. Nicole deals. Woodcock takes a changeup outside, ball one. Dustin has singled twice for the run scored. Popped up and grounded out his last two trips to the plate. So he's two out of four. And the lightning is definitely uh, growing in intensity. Nicole winds in his 1-0 pitch. Woodcock swings and misses, one and one. Infield plays into pull. The outfield pretty much straight away, a couple of steps deep. Schaumburg 13, gateway eight. Last of the eighth inning, one out and nobody on base. Can even hear a little roll of thunder just then. Now the pitch. Woodcock takes high, two balls and a strike. So hopefully uh, that weather will come through overnight and uh, leave us in time for tomorrow's finale between these clubs. Looks like that's likely. The pitch taken low, and it's three and one. In fact, opening up uh, the weather app right now to Soje, it actually says it's raining now, which it's not. Very well, could be quite shortly. Three balls and a strike on Woodcock. The wind is now blowing out quite hard to right. That's picked up since, during this inning. Woodcock fouls it back three and two. So Dustin's going to get in another to, into another out to right. This is the time. And I think now, based on the movement of the fans, perhaps a light drizzle has started to fall. Very, very light for the moment. But it is starting to rain. 13-8 boomers, one out, nobody on, bottom of the eighth inning. Three balls, two strikes on Woodcock. Nicole looks in for his sign. And time called by Woodcock because Thomas was taking too long to decide. Now the payoff. Woodcock checks his swing, takes low ball four. And Luke Lowry will bat. He is two out of four, a double and a solo home run. So Luke Lowry now has seven home runs and 19 RBIs his last 23 games. Not to mention four doubles over that span. Team leading 12th home run of the year tonight and also his ninth double. He has 33 runs batted in for the season. This cannot get over the turnaround for him. To have a turnaround so late in the year, he endured more than two months of really, really poor offensive performance. The pitch. Lowry takes low for a ball that kicks away from Oda to the backstop, and Woodcock moves up to second on a wild pitch. And especially poor considering his standards as a professional player. It's not as though the past couple of years he's been a Frontier League All-Star necessarily, but he's hit the ball well, especially for power. 
He's gotten on base in large part because he, he gets hit by pitches. His walk rate has skyrocketed. He's still been hit by a bunch of pitches this year, but the walk rate has gone way up the last month. He's hitting for power. And it has just continued tonight. He absolutely crushed that ball to right center, knew it off the bat. Nicole sets a look to second and the 1-0 pitch. Lowry swings and chops it back over the mound toward the middle. Second baseman Polston, backhand, staggers to a stop, throws from shallow center and gets Lowry at first. Woodcock moves to third, two down. That was a good play by Polston. And unlucky for Luke, it didn't get into center field for a base hit. So two away, Woodcock to third and Sean Dunstan Jr. back. 13 to eight, Boomers, two down last of the eighth. Dunson is one for three, an RBI single, RBI ground out, strikeout, a walk with a steal and a run scored. So a good night for him. Contributed a little bit in just about every regard. Could pick up a third RBI with Woodcock at third, two down. Right-hander to left-hander, Nicole the stretch. I'll look to third in the pitch. Dunstan takes low for a called strike. That looked a bit down. Maybe just poorly received by Nick Oda, the Boomers catcher. No balls, one strike. Grant Black in the ninth will have Polston, Roman, and Hardy. Nine, one, and two for the Boomers. One strike offering now. Dunstan's waves and misses at a changeup off the outside, 0 and 2. Big flash of lightning at the ballpark. And I would think 13 to 8. There might be some consideration as you hear some thunder now again of pulling these teams off the field after eight innings. Two-strike pitch from Nicole to Dunson on the way. Sean takes strike three, call the fastball at the knees, and he goes down looking. So a couple of Ks for Nicole. He allowed a walk, strands a man at third in the eighth. We out of the ninth, and uh, looks like our umpires and Phil Warner are going to have a little bit of a conversation. I, it appears we're going to go ahead and play to the ninth. We'll see. 13-8, the Schaumburg lead on the Grizzlies Media Network. Budweiser presents an important message about friendship. You and me, we were made for love. A lifetime is not long enough to show you what you mean to me. See you later, buddy. Budweiser knows your friends are counting on you. So, we want you to remember to make a plan to make it home every time you go out. Do whatever it takes to get home safely. Call a friend, arrange for a cab, or designate a driver. Because friends are waiting. Hey, I'm sorry. I decided I shouldn't drive home last night. I've stayed at Dave's. I'm back. I'm back. Yeah, I'm back. <laughs> this message is brought to you by your friends at Budweiser. Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. Innovation is growing in the cornfields of America. Family corn farmers have planted more than 1.2 million miles of conservation buffer strips to protect the soil, improve water quality in lakes and streams, and create acres and acres of wildlife habitat. So corn farmers aren't planting just corn. They're planting the seeds for future generations to enjoy what Mother Nature has created for all of us. Discover more at cornfarmerscoalition.org. A message from the Illinois Corn Checkoff. This is Jeff Manzo, and you're listening to Gateway Grizzlies Baseball on the Grizzlies Media Network. 
Rain's picking up as we go to the ninth inning. Schaumburg up 13-8 to eight on Gateway. And there's plenty of lightning around the ballpark, but evidently even in a five-run ball game, we're going to play into the ninth tonight. Grant Black is into the game. Deals to Alex Poston, who takes a fastball though for ball one. So the Grizzlies ready reliever has a task at hand here. Six foot five, 225 pound, 25 year old from Newport, Arkansas. Second year Grizzly appearing for the 46th time. Poston takes low, 2 0. So same as Sean Dunstan Jr., who re breaks his own Grizzly single season record every time he steals a base. Black is doing it every time he appears in a game. 46th appearance out of the Grizzlies' 86 games, more than half by a considerable margin. Poston takes a strike over the outside. Black is 1 in 5, a 2.66 earned on average. 47 and a third innings. He struck out 57, walked 14. The league is hitting just 200 against him. And Grant has not allowed a run over his last four outings, five innings over that span. Knee-high strike, two and two. He's allowed just one hit over that stretch, five Ks, no walks. Poston is two of four, a double or single, and a run scored. The double was only his third extra base hit in 73 Boomers games this year. Swings it a slider and fouls it off, right side out of play. Dakota Smith, two perfect innings, four strikeouts. Grant out in a flyout as well. 29 pitches, 20 strikes. Black escaped the Grizzlies bullpen. See if you can escape Twisted Key Escape Rooms in Collinsville. More information at twistedkeyescape.com. Another 2-2 two two pitch. Poston checks his swing on a slider down and outside at its full 3-2. and two. And Taylor just threw the ball back to Black, who wasn't looking. And the rain is falling harder, and there's thunder, and there's lightning. And at this point, it feels like probably worth the go to hand and ending this game. But evidently, that's not what we're going to do. I don't know that I've ever had a call the game that was going on. Pay a pitch. Swinging a foul off to the right. Ever call the game that was going on with clearly audible claps of thunder going on around it. And the Frontier League, as far as I know, doesn't have any hard and fast rule the way you would find in high school athletics or at the NCAA level as far as lightning in the area. It's always been enforced very differently. Payoff again, post and fouls it back. Really depends on uh, what umpire or umpires you have at any particular game, how they're going to choose to handle this. Seems like the liability at this point is probably not worth the ninth inning. But nobody on, nobody out. 13-8 boomers, top of the ninth. Another black payoff to post it on the way. And it's a fastball taken high, ball four. And you feel always bad for a pitcher in this situation, too, because as much as this game is in all likelihood over and the Grizzlies are very unlikely to come back in it, for somebody like Grant Black, who's you know fighting for his baseball life in the Frontier League, every inning, every appearance matters statistically for him to be able to show scouts, here's what I'm doing here. And he has a 2.66 ERA. That's a really good number, and it doesn't take a lot for a reliever especially to mess that number up. And it's not really fair if he's walking batters and struggling with the control because it's pouring rain. Pitch to Roman is taken outside a ball. And th this lightning is almost on top of us. This is ridiculous. These guys need to be off the field. It's 13 to eight in the ninth inning. And now Chris Dykeman just decided it's too much. That thunder was too much. This is a joke, an absolute joke. If the Frontier League cares about safety of players, they should have been pulled off a while ago. And it's ridiculous that just now the thunder was loud enough. Are we just going by Chris Dykeman deciding the decibel level of the thunder has gotten to an unsafe point? What kind of method is that? This is embarrassing. And so I guess we're going to have a delay with a runner at first, nobody out, 1-0 count on Roman at the top of the ninth. 13-8, to eight, the Boomers lead.
and the lightning right around the ballpark. Uh, I guess we're going to have a delay. It seems not out of the question that we could just call this game here. We'll be waiting on uh, getting the official word from the field or from the Grizzlies front office. All the players are grabbing their stuff and going out of the clubhouse. And that might be just to clear the field. I, it looks like based on their body language they're calling this game, but there was no signal that I saw from the Frontier League umpires to indicate the game was off. So we will uh, take a break and uh, come back and tell you what we can after this. 13-8 Schaumburg in the ninth inning on the Grizzlies Media Network. Consider the cup holder. There's probably one feeling empty next to you right now. No refreshing Pepsi and no hope. Look at it. Really, really look. Are you looking? Just look at it, won't you? All across the country, cup holders just like yours are being abused, deprived of Pepsi, forgotten. Instead of a refreshing Pepsi, some of them are being filled with loose change or crumbled up drive-through receipts or is that a what of used chewing gum? <sighs> Clean your car. But what if you could help? Both of you or all of you, there's really no way for me to know how many of you are in your car. I hope there's not 10 of you. That would be really unsafe. Get a Pepsi and refresh a cup holder's life. Our cup holders and our thirsts are counting on it. In fact, I'm having a refreshing Pepsi right now. Ah, that is refreshing. <clears throat> Pepsi, refresh yourself. Refill your cup holder. One small change can do a lot of good. That's why U.S. Bank proudly invests in communities like yours. It's also why we're celebrating good deeds being done nationwide. Because the more good we see, the more we're inspired to do the same thing. So help us spread the goodness. Use the hashtag #CommunityPossible to share a story of one good thing you've done recently. Together, we'll turn one small change from all of us into one big impact in our community. U.S. Bank, the power of possible. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. A Budweiser, a burger, and Thomas Red. When you wake up in a different city every day, there's a comfort in being able to count on something familiar. And for me, that's a Budweiser and a burger. Los Angeles, Chicago, El Paso, big or small, loud or quiet, a Bud and a burger remind me who I am and to keep doing my thing. They take me back home. The best way to get my friends and family over to my house is to tell them that I'm about to grill some burgers and drink some Bud. Nothing fancy, nothing forced, no lights, no noise, no backstage pass required. That's a Budweiser and a burger. Cheers. This Bud's for you. Enjoy responsibly. Budweiser beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. GCS Credit Union offers Kasasa Cash Back, a free checking account that gives you cash back on all of your debit card purchases, not just on gas or groceries or restaurants. There are no points and no category restrictions, just pure cash back. You also get ATM fee refunds nationwide, and there is no minimum balance required to earn rewards. None of that, you must have $5,000 in the account to qualify business. Qualifications and rules apply. See financial institution for details. Member NCUA insured. This is Jason Siever, and you're listening to Gateway Grizzlies Baseball on the Grizzlies Media Network. GCS Ready Union Ballpark in Soge, where the rain is coming down, and we are in evidently a rain delay for the moment. 13 to 8, the Schaumburg lead in the ninth inning, 
And uh, it's entirely possible this game would be called. The rain is supposed to go for most of this night and isolated thunderstorms around the area. I would be shocked if this game is not called very, very shortly. But for the moment, we are in a delay and we will update you as soon as we have one to pass along. So we're going to step aside and go into a rain delay. Stay tuned both here and to the Grizzly social media at Gateway Grizzly on Twitter, the best place to look for updates as uh, we move forward. A 13-8 Schaumburg lead in the ninth inning. We'll be back when we have more to share. Stay with us on the Grizzlies Media Network. You are listening to the Grizzlies post-game show on the Gateway Grizzlies Media Network. Back at GCS Credit Union Ballpark in Sojay, where the rain is still coming down, the lightning is still flashing, the thunder is still rolling, and this game has been called. Schaumburg wins it 13-8 after eight-plus innings. That walk will still count at the top of the ninth. Luckily, Grant Black didn't have to continue to pitch in poor weather. This game has officially been concluded. The Grizzlies have dropped four games in a row. They fall to 33-53. and 53. Schaumburg wins it second straight to improve to 43-43 and 43 and clinch the three-game series. Final totals for the visiting Boomers, 13 runs, 15 hits, no errors, and eight men left on base. For the host Grizzlies, eight runs on 12 hits, three errors, and nine men left stranded. Jupe Akanuma gets the win for the Boomers to improve to 1-0. Chris Carden takes the loss for Gateway to fall to 7-4. There was no save. The game took three hours exactly. It was played in front of 1,427 fans in Sojay this evening. On our Husky Trailways out-of-town scoreboard, River City leads 3-1 at home in the top of the seventh and final inning, looking to sweep a doubleheader over Joliet. Evansville leads 5-2 on the road to the bottom of the ninth over Southern Illinois. If those finals hold, the Otters will move clear of the West Division again by a half game. River City moves up to second, a half game behind. Florence one back in third. Southern Illinois falls four off the pace in third place. The Grizzlies 18 back at the bottom of the division behind those first-place Otters. Lake Erie got the win already to improve to 47-39, and, and the Boomers will remain four back of the Crushers for the top spot in the East. Our uh, Grizzlies Media Network player of the game tonight. We can pick from plenty of Grizzlies. We're going to start with an honorable mention to the true player of the game, Schaumburg Boomers D.H. Quincy D. Porty, who was four out of five, had two home runs and a double. In the first three innings, drove in ten runs. Three-run homer, three-run double, and a grand, sl a grand slam in the third inning. So ten RBIs in the first three innings to set a Frontier League record. Nobody has ever done that before in the history of the Frontier League. He's made more than a quarter century. Ten runs batted in in one game. So congratulations to Quincy D. Porty. On the Grizzlies side, uh, a couple of good options. Nobody really separated themselves. I think we'll uh, go ahead and go with uh, Cotter Owings. Two of five, a home run, a double, a couple of runs batted in. That second RBI, the only thing separating him from Luke Lowry, who was two for five with a home run, a double, but had just one run batted in. Sean Dunstan, Jr., a hit and a walk. Two RBIs, a run scored, and a stolen base. Andrew Daniel had a two-run homer and was hit by a pitch. Zach Taylor had an RBI double. On the mound, Jason Seaver, two scoreless innings. Dakota Smith, honorable mention, two perfect innings with four strikeouts. So uh, good work from him on the mound in the Grizzlies' 13-8 defeat. Once again, the final totals for Schaumburg, 13 runs, 15 hits, no errors, eight men left. For Gateway, eight runs, 12 hits, three errors, nine stranded. Akanuma, the Windies, 1-0. Card in the loss, he's 7-4, no save. Three hours, exactly, the official time of game. 1,427, 1,427, the paid crowd tonight in Sojay. Boomers improved to 43 and 43 with back-to-back -back wins. The Grizzlies have dropped four straight to pull the 33 and 53. Tomorrow we'll be on the air at 6.20 Central for the Budweiser pregame show. 6.35, our first pitch of the series finale. Left-hander Jordan Barrett will go for gateway against right-hander Matt Miller for Schaumburg. Barrett is 4 and 5 with a 4.5 earned run average. Miller is 3 and a 5 with a 5.1. Hope you will join us tomorrow evening to finish out this series in game three of a six-game homestand that will then feature River City over the weekend 
And uh, then the final week of the year, the Grizzlies three at Evansville and three at home against Washington. Labor Day weekend to finish 2019 in the Frontier League. So for all of us for the Grizzlies, Nate Gatter saying so long from GCS Credit Union Ballpark this evening in Sojay. Once again, our final totals or our final score, Schaumburg 13 and Gateway 8. Hope you've enjoyed tonight's broadcast half as much as we've enjoyed bringing it to you. Can't wait to talk to you again tomorrow night. This has been a presentation of Gateway Grizzlies Baseball on the Grizzlies Media Network. Gateway Grizzlies Baseball on the Grizzlies Media Network is brought to you by Budweiser, GCS Credit Union, U.S. Bank, and Pepsi. You can catch any of the highlights from this game on gatewaygrizzlies.com, plus exclusive video content throughout the season. Thanks for listening to Gateway Grizzlies Baseball.